everyone, Chris Hansen here of Hansen vs. Predators. And to catch your predator, why don't you have a seat right over there and listen to Kyle and Brandon, our podcast. According to my chat logs, Kyle and Brandon have interesting guests. No, I hated it. Yeah. Everybody's sweaty, everybody's on drugs, so they're super sweaty but also touchy. And then they touch your face and then you leave there and the next day you have pimples. Fantastic conversation. He's underground in a lab, floating in a tank of water because he almost died. And most important, no predators. Hi, I am Reese, and I am from the podcast Canadian Politics is Boring, and we have 60 seconds to hard sell you why you should listen to our comedy show. So, Jesse, have you got any reasons why they should check us out? Absolutely not, but you told me to be more enthusiastic, so that's what I'm going to be. It's got stories about funny politics in Canada. Bear wrestling, aliens, alcoholics galore, seances with ghosts, dogs that are your mother, or the fact that Justin Trudeau's father might actually be Fidel Castro, or Or not. Or not. Or not. Or not. Yeah. Or Or not. Yeah. So are you driving to work, or are you on your bicycle listening to a podcast, or are you perhaps taking care of your children and you just really want to drown them out? Uh, Put us in your ear holes. Search Canadian Politics is Boring on your favorite podcast app, or go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com to check out our half-finished website. Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. All he is, it's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum, chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Journey through the stars Rock and roll guitars Do not take product if you are hypersensitive Oh hey there internet And welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, and Intoxicated is a comedy variety talk show where I shoot the shit with comedians, creators, and characters. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am glad to be doing this intro because I'm glad I was able to recover this week's episode because guess who accidentally deleted an episode again? Me. But thankfully enough, I was able to recover it. God bless uh, cloud backups, because otherwise we might not have had an episode this week. But here it is. I'm excited to be back this week with two returning guests, two people who I enjoy very much. This week's guests are Martin Edwards and Vincent Alexander. The brothers are back. The last time I recorded with Martin and Vince, it was a lot of silly fun, very minimal comedy talk. Not this time, though, guys. This time, it's very heavy in the comedy talk area. So I do think if you are a lover of stand-up, if you are a comedian, you are going to enjoy this episode with Martin and Vince. And just a giant plug right off the top that Martin Edwards is the host of Mega Comedy Mondays, 
which happens here in Halifax at Gus's Pub every Monday night at 8 p.m. It's a pay-what-you-can show. It's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, This is where I kind of fell in love with stand-up. It's the show that made me start going to shows, pretty much. So it needs some love. We need more people in that room. So if you are in Halifax, do keep that in mind for a Monday night thing that you could do. There's also food there. You can grab, you know, you can grab a burger, see some comedy. It's a good fucking time. So once again, that is Mega Comedy Mondays, hosted by Martin Edwards. Please come out. And definitely keep an eye out for any shows that Martin and Vince are on. These are two very talented guys. They're both very funny. And again, just always a absolute treat to have them on the podcast. So I'm going to get to the episode. But before that, just going to let you know where you can follow Intoxicated. Give the podcast a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast. On Twitter at in underscore intoxicated. Please do consider leaving an Apple Podcasts rating or review or both. That's even better. It is a great way to show some support for the podcast and sort of bump up the visibility of the show. Check out Patreon. I'm actually going to record a Patreon episode today. So you get bonus content on there, sometimes early access if I have my shit together. All the money from Patreon goes into making this podcast better. I have many things that I'm saving up for currently and some some big plans for this show. So that's definitely an option. Check out Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash intoxicated. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm pushing for 300 subscribers right now. I'm at 260. I'm getting there. But it is another place to watch episodes and also check out extra content. I have a Sarah Tries stand-up vlog series up there right now. And I'm likely going to do another one as sort of a little bit of an update as to where I'm at in stand-up. Bits and pieces certainly come out in my episodes, but it's kind of a cool thing to do as a standalone thing on YouTube to document my journey with this insane thing that has taken over my life, quite frankly. So subscribe on YouTube. That's youtube.com backslash intoxicated, or you can just search intoxicated. Make sure it's spelled right, T-A-L-K. And of course, tell a friend about the podcast. It's the best way to get the word out and always greatly appreciate it. But that's about it, you guys. Happy Thanksgiving weekend to all my Canadians. And please enjoy this week's episode with Martin Edwards and Vincent Alexander. All right. I hope it's okay that I have these like, shoes. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, we're not. And no sock in it. I fucking hate socks. I, feel I so, hate socks too. I feel so free I hate socks if I just too. have like little slip-ons. I just feel so fab. Like I just feel like I'm, you know, uh, like you know, just getting a few things at the market. Like, but not even stuff for like a meal. Just like you know, coffee and biscuits. Mm-hmm. Fucking, like, I got some fucking sweet, uh, like boat shoes on vacation last year. <gasps> boat shoes, or whatever. I like the way that sounds some nice, like soft, like gel insoles in there. Ah, beautiful. Or whatever, and I just rock those, no socks, and I love it. Yeah. But now it's fall and it's over. For like a day or two, it's like you're like walking on a cloud. And you're like, oh, this is awesome. Like, and it wears little out. like thin, like nylony guys, like these guys. Though. Oh, I don't like those. You don't I, like those. Uh, I, don't I don't like want, any don't... socks. Honestly, they all piss me off. I, I think it's just because like I lose, I just lose them constantly. I only like, buy like ankle socks. Yeah, yeah, ankle yeah, socks are the shit. But but I those tend to slip. So I just start roller skating, and I need to find like a good pair of roller skating socks because yeah. the skates are slightly too big for Where me. Where do you go roller skating? I went to the Oval yesterday. I uploaded a video of me roller skating to an April Wine song. Nice, I love April Wine. Let's see. Yeah, you want to see? What song is it? Oh, oh, oh can we, we got to guess. 
Um, it is a she's a roller. She's a roller. A high roller baby. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. This is me. Oh, I love it. I, I'm just learning. Like it's very, it's very <laughs> new for me. She's a roller. Yeah. <laughs> High roller baby, she is. She's a roller. <laughs> right? The part where it's the high part, you know, yeah. where he goes roller. Isn't that so good? I it's love the it. Best. For one. Me too, man. I love. I mean, I only know a couple songs. I hear. I like to I rock. I know all, all the their time. songs. <laughs> I like to rock. I hear that song. Uh, I like to rock at work all the time. A Q104. And uh, I've always known the song, the chorus, but I'm just like, how did I fucking never notice the journey through the stars? Rock and roll guitars! <laughs> I looked around, I'm like, how the fuck did I not remember this? What a great yeah, band. Yeah, 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 man. They're Tonight the best. is a wonderful time, time to fall in love. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god, do we have a band now? Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the other ballad though? Uh, would want to lose, you lose your love? Would want to lose your love? You won't dance with me. That's you won't ballad. dance with me. Is like you the, the like the, the wussy ass like ballad hold though. Hands with me. <laughs> like it's all strings and like I don't ever think you can hear any git or bass in the song. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, like, yeah. Seems like you know like they got a new record label and they want to hit or like like you know, if I want like the in the ballad I want the guy to get the girl and not be like you know. Yeah, being a pussy because he don't got the girl. I don't you want know? it to sound like it's gonna be the theme song from a Latter Day Saints fucking video. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just bad for loud talking. Like I'll just like like everybody will be having a conversation and a lot, and then the next thing you know, the conversation is just me screaming my lungs out and everyone <laughs> yeah. like leaning super far back in their chair. I'm so loud, and I feel like I'm really loud with stand up too. And then mm. I'm like, I feel like someone's gonna have to just tell me to. I don't 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 ever let me be a Ryan Freed. If I'm Ryan Freed, <laughs> yeah, tell me way too loud. No offense, Ryan. Well, actually, kind of offense. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed after like listening back to sets, I'm just like, why do I say my tag in a lower volume? Oh my god, I know. I'm like fuck, yeah, why yeah. am I doing that? I'm just like, this is supposed to take things up, up and yeah. I'm taking it down. Why the fuck am I doing this? So now I'm just like, just like enthusiasm for tag, enthusiasm for tag. So it's a real, just like one of those just weird, you know, uh, you know, stand up feelings. Just like you know, a second before, it's almost like the second before you ask somebody out. Yeah, you know what I mean, you're just like, I'm gonna get a big yes or a no. If you're like your punchline, like you know, doesn't work, you're just like tag better fucking work. So then mm-hmm. if you and like you lean in with the enthusiasm and it actually w- works, you just like just like a immediate thank fuck. I just wish I had like a compilation <laughs> video of all like my thank fuck moments, like. To see yeah. my exact, not my fuck face, but my like thank fuck face. Yeah, thank yeah. God that works. <sighs> I wonder yeah, if it's yeah, just, yeah. just as obvious on stage as me going. <sighs> <sighs> I've been noticing, I think when I go for a punchline, I, I think it's like I get nervous uh, about the delivery. So my voice goes lo- lower. Like. Yeah. If you want yeah, to. When like, I first if you started, want to st- I used to like sort of like turn to like the side. Mm. For like, like after every punchline, like I would like sort of do this. Oh, me too. That's like exactly what turn. I do. Kind of like you know, like the catcher in Little League, like when the ball smacks, like they would like flip their head back. You know what I mean? Because they're like scared of the impact. Mm-hmm. Like I would always like twist my like head to the side or whatever, and like sort of like wait for the laugh and then try to come back. And I like. I don't know. It was just a weird like new comic tick that oh I had. Oh my god! No, uh, I have all of those ticks right now, and I'm really so aware of them. And like yeah. every set, I'm like, I just gotta try not. Like I gotta try to like. Keep looking at the crowd when I do my punchline and not instantly go to look at my notes for the next joke. Like, just fucking chill yeah. out. Chill out. Say the punch. Let it see if it works. If it doesn't, then go to your notebook. You know, mm-hmm. like. Do you find you're talking a lot about doing stand up when you're like bringing people in to do the podcast and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, now more than well, ever. 
too bad because uh, I only saw you once at Gus's the other day, and I thought you did a great job. And oh, I wanted to tell you because um, I Fantastic. find it like very obvious that you were like friends with Vaughn and listen to him because you're telling jokes and they have punchlines. Yeah. And like, you know, you're just, you're, you're, you're doing it right. Thank from what I can tell. You. Like, if they're jokes, they're short, you finish it, you move on to the next one. Yeah. And it just, I was just like, man, she did great. Oh, that's so nice to hear. Thank you so much. Yeah, me and Daniel Allen got together after the show. We were just like, let's fucking go somewhere, just me and you for one more. So Barely's was at fucking capacity, but uh, we went to that board game uh, place for the the first time. Yeah, very nice. Didn't seem like uh, not a place I was interested in, but I'm just like, all the nicest people in the city seem like they're in this room. Mm And, uh, yeah, we were just talking about, like, uh, just like, hey, Daniel, were you just immediately thinking, like, there's, cause me and Daniel are definitely from the Vaughn School of Comedy for sure, right? Yes. Just cause he just, you know, like, thought we were super cool just as soon as we, we, we started. So just ideas you already have, he just kind of, like, uh-huh. really, you know, harnessed and emphasized those and made sure you, you, you know, focus on, like, the, you know, the tiny bit of a clue that you maybe had at the time. That's right. But, um, yeah, we could just, you know, immediately see him just like, oh, like, you know, well, there's, yeah. there's, there's three of us now, at least three. Oh. Well, that makes me happy. Yeah, that's I, adorable. I was worried. Ugh, I I was worried that people would go. That's not a joke. Like like I was like I don't care if the joke's good or mm-hmm. like it can be a media mediocre joke. But as long as someone hears it and goes, oh, okay, yeah, that's a joke. Yeah, like, that well, had that's a what structure I, to it. What I find like when I watch like new people start and stuff like that. Not that I'm an expert or anything, but I do find like even if the jokes are bad, if they're like understanding like the structure of like you know. Sort yeah. of when you're supposed to laugh and all that stuff. I'm like, well, you know, they they understand, you know, sort of how to, you know, yes. not just, you know, talk about weed for 10 minutes, you know? Yes. And, like, one thing that, like, Vaughn taught me was, like, an observation mm-hmm. is not a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, take the funny thing you saw or, like, a funny thing you noticed and, like, make it put a spin on it. Yeah, like, don't yeah. just say, I saw this funny thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah, when I, the, when I started out, um, just, yeah, like, lots of, like, one-liners and lots of, you know, short jokes and just, like, lots of not just short things. Mm-hmm. You don't even realize that's not a joke until you get on stage and, like, you do it for, like, you know, the sixth time and you're just like, yeah, this is kind of clever and this is, you know, people probably think I'm interesting. But, but you it's know, not I mean, a joke. This is never There's going no to make, this, like... is, this is not going to make anybody involuntarily laugh. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, And that's what you're trying to do, right? Like, we want those... We want those sounds, those even just the ha, like the yeah. little ha, like even if you just get that, you did you did something. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know? if you go like, oh, what I really liked that, but it, like you know never really went anywhere. And then like you wait like a couple weeks or a couple months before you put it on like Facebook or Twitter because you're just like I'm holding on to this stupid line for some reason. And then it gets like you know like a, you know uh, you know a decent amount of likes. Like if I get thirty li- likes on Facebook, I'm like yeah, I'm the man. Today. Oh, yeah, yeah, thirty baby. Twenty, above, 20 and above is, is like oh it's, fuck yeah. It's I'm agony gone. when you post like something funny to Facebook and it gets a pile of likes, but you know like you could never. Like say it into a microphone. It's just like this burnt thing, and you're like, ah. But, uh, I was like, I'm so proud of it, but I just can't yeah, make the it. Work. Joke didn't work, and then it doesn't work on social media. You feel like there's one guy in the scene who's just like, man, he's fucking really holding on to this umbrella joke. What the fuck right. are you talking about? Like, because do you find that you guys, if you post something, you like, you definitely don't put it on stage, or is it more of a like nugget? 
that you could eventually make into a joke that you could bring. Uh, I don't want to do too much of the like you know I posted that today and then I t- started talking about it at night. Oh, I yeah. definitely. But sometimes do that. like I just go like oh I just you know I started using that as a joke and I'll be scrolling through you know my Twitter or something or Facebook you know for some reason I'm like oh I just forgot that I posted that and then mm. actually turn it into a joke. So mm. like yeah I wouldn't want to like you know you know uh, you know be the butt of too many jokes where I'm repeatedly doing that like right. But, um, yeah, I don't think there's any, like, you know, like, embarrassment or, you know, certainly no shame in doing that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done that a couple times. Just taking the status and, like, done it on stage. Or, like, or or elaborated on it. Do you ever, like, see comics you like? You watch, like, you know, their special or just a YouTube clip and go, like, I'm a huge fan of them. And I obviously follow them on Twitter. And they did it. So if they did that kind of kind of cheesy, corny thing, like, fuck it, I'll do it, too. Absolutely. And then I see people who just never do. Like, Whitney Cummins does a lot of really good tweets. But, like, you never see those as jokes. As jokes, She's just good at Twitter. She's a beast. She's Mm -hmm. just good at, like, that's just really what it is. She's just always talking. But I think that that, I think that, like, being good at Twitter or being good at tweets, like, stretches the com- the comic muscle yeah mm-hmm. absolutely you know? yeah yeah like so but i mean i don't actually tweet a lot do you guys tweet a lot no not really i go on like, like a little couple streaks. of times a week yeah. or whatever I'm, I'm like not like super active on social media at all really You're not like I'll, I'll put like something like you know like clean on facebook or whatever and try to get a few laughs if i want to like use a swear i'll post it to twitter and my instagram is almost like non-existent right oh my god i gotta fucking introduce you guys <laughs> oh I swear I'm okay at this most times. <laughs> uh, but really, who am I? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be back here on the Intoxicated Podcast with two awesome guests, two awesome returning guests. Martin Edwards is here, host of Mega Comedy Mondays at Gus's Pub. Yeah. And am I saying Vince Alexander or Vince Hoban? Vince Alexander yeah. is what I do for stand-up Let's because I use my real name at work and I don't mix work and comedy. That's, <laughs> so that's fair. That's, Vince that's Alexander's it. also here. It's also great that like me and Marty are brothers and don't use the same last name for comedy. <laughs> like just right, right out of the gate, bad at show business. <laughs> do you think just. it's bad or do you think it's good? It's a good way of having like everyone not re- re- immediately realize who the way funnier brother is. Vince. Oh, <laughs> no way! You're both very funny and <laughs> the drink in oh, unison. The unison. Yes. That was yeah, excellent. Yeah. That's a that's yeah. That's like that's a, genetic. That's a boomerang right there. But welcome back to the podcast, you guys. And, Thank you. Uh, how are you guys? How are you guys doing now that everything's kind of back? We're back to you know doing shows and stuff. I think I've heard a lot of comics saying this, but uh, you don't realize how much you missed comedy and how stressed you were. Because um, mm-hmm. you're always thinking like, oh, well, we don't have it as bad as the States. We don't have it as bad as the rest of Canada, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, just after that first set, after, you know, Vaughn's Memorial at the yes. uh, the shoe shop. Because when, I, when I came off stage, I was like, you know, I, like, I had like, I, I was like, oh, I wrote ro- ro- new material that just like, you know, bombed and I slapped my way through it. But at least I had like, you know, uh, you know, all new stuff. And just when I came off stage, I was like, oh, it's happening again. It's not like, you know, over forever. You just didn't realize like how, like all of a sudden I just felt like I was just kind of like, you know, walking on air or. You were riding the bike again. You're yeah. getting back on the bike. But yeah. just like a huge natural high, I just did not think it was going to be, you know, such a, you know, like a dramatic thing that it sounds like something you're going to talk about on a podcast. And like, and then I did that one set and then I was back, baby. And it all just clicked like or something. I don't know. 
But it is, yeah, that is wild because it is something you have to do a lot of to get good at. And so, like, this break that we've all had, like, like has probably done a number on a lot of people. It was nice, though. Like, my first setback, you were there, Sarah. I don't expect you to remember it or anything like that. But it was, like, you know, the second Oasis back or something yes. like that. Yes, And it was just... I was overwhelmed with seeing people and like hugging everybody and that, stuff like that. It was completely crazy. Like there was like whatever the nine, 10 comics on the show, but then like 15 more people. And I, I don't remember what I was like sitting and talking to like you and Adrian and Vicky and stuff like that. And I was just like, I'm like overwhelmed. I don't even Aww. know what's going on. Cause the, like it was the first time that I had seen like anybody that wasn't like Marty or my dad yeah. or like my girlfriend and stuff like that. And all of a sudden it was just like 35 people that yeah. I knew. So I got up and did my set and I just like, you know, I had new stuff, which was great or whatever and um it was fun but it really wasn't until like the second setback that i could actually like sort of breathe and really feel like i was mm-hmm. kind of back doing it and it was fun i got to close like the first couple like a shoe shop and uh an oasis i guess those were the first two like up and running so i got to like tape them and then go back and be like okay how far did i make it before i had to like you know sort of add old stuff onto the end to get the length of like a closing set because uh-huh. you got to do you know 15 17 minutes or whatever yeah so then i would tape it and go back and be like okay i got to like nine and a half minutes before i had to go to an old joke i got to 11 minutes yeah. before i had to so i was like man it's great it was nice to have the downtime it was nice to have the perspective it was actually good i definitely wasn't like sitting home during the lockdown and being like oh i can't believe i'm not at gus's like telling the same uh-huh. jokes i tell every week uh-huh. like i did not feel that way at all well yeah you got to kind of embrace the break did you yeah. guys write a lot over the quarantine? Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I've been finding that it's been going in two extremes with people. Either they wrote a lot or they had extreme writer's block and like couldn't write anything. Because nothing I was yeah. just going like, on. I was afraid of just getting out of the habit. I'm just like, okay, everyone, like, I'm going to be rusty and everyone's going to be rusty. So I'm just like, okay, what I have to do is just focused writing every day. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I like to say that I write every day, but I probably write like, you know, like four or five days a week. There's definitely days where I just don't write anything or, That's you know, wild, um, That's a lot of writing. Yeah, but like, there's some days I don't consider it real writing if you, like, you know, put two sentences that you don't even put periods on in your phone. Mm-hmm. It's not really writing. You no. know what I mean? But like, some people I are see, yeah, extremely, you know, organized with just like their phone. But to me, yeah. you know, like, uh, you know, real writing, you know, for me is, you know, getting the scribbler out and mm-hmm. also just trying scribbler. to have, trying to have like scribbler. a shitty scribbler. And a good scribbler. So, like, if you're, um, you know, coming home like a little buzzed after a show, you're writing the shitty scribbler because okay. the shitty scribbler has like the crazy writing and all, like, you know, the the X's and lines yeah. through stuff. And then, like, after you try the joke a couple times and you're like, oh, uh, you know, I gotta, you know, rearrange these lines. Another scribbler that's like, you know, like more edited joke, not like final copy because jokes are kind of like never like the final copy, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like more of just like, you know, that basic idea. And I was like, okay, I gotta write both of these every day and write both of these. Try to do it before noon. If you do it before noon, it feels you get a rush of a sense of accomplishment. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. It'll put you in a good mood. For the yeah, because you'll think like, oh, the nighttime. I'm more of a night person. I'm a night owl. I'll have these dark, edgy, cool jokes in the nighttime. Like you're, you're thinking stuff like that, but that's really just kind of like you're lazy thinking, kind of trying to creep in in a cool way. Right, right, right. You know right. what I mean? Wait till mm-hmm. the moon goes down and you'll have punchlines. That makes no sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah, if you just get that rush of sense of accomplishment, then like later in the day, you feel like, you know, you, you still feel like a comic, even though there's no shows and yeah. you feel like, like you know, I did a, something. yeah. And also you're just like, you know, uh, I'm good at this. Uh-huh. 
because you know I wrote I'm the kind of comic who wrote before noon I'll you, you know you didn't fucking you know like write anything good but you wrote something down before noon so you have a little bit of confidence at nine o'clock to go I'm gonna get that back open right. and there's so many things where you know you write down hours jokes that you know haven't you know tried um, or you know just haven't tried in a while and then when you look back at them. You're like, oh, I immediately know what to do now. Mm. Was there any just sense of just being embarrassed? Like one of my motivations was just like, if I have to come back and do a seven minute open mic set after being home with nothing to do for, well, I worked from home, but being home with nothing to do for three months and I have to tell an old joke. Yeah. Like I'll be embarrassed, you know? Definitely be huge embarrassed, especially for like, um, I've been doing it just a little over, I guess. Not six years now, because fucking six months off, but I guess just about six years now. Yeah. And you started just a couple months after me. Yeah, yeah, like six months after you, something like yeah, that. Yeah, but like, Brunswick. I wouldn't want, like, okay. you know, like, comics who were, like, you know, a, a year, two, three years, or even, like, you know, like, four years in, to, like, hear me on the podcast and go, like, oh, I should have had all new stuff. I'm just like, don't fucking worry about it. Yeah. If you're if you're doing it longer than me and you didn't have new stuff because mm-hmm. of, you know what I mean, you just had, like, you know, writer's block, totally understand. But for me, I was just like, okay, I have to show a little gusto here. Right. You know, and I'm just like, okay, I can't be going crazy. And especially I have wife and kid at home. And then I just see every day on the news, just like, you know, domestic violence going through the roof. I'm just like, looking at my family, like, we're good, right? Just get out the scribbler and be like, all right, (laughs) time to write some jokes about domestic violence. (laughs) We cool? We cool? Is everyone okay? Is everyone mad? My family doesn't think I'm going to snap. I'm just like, you know, what's daddy writing in his book every day? Just like, just jokes. Just (laughs) jokes. Just fun. Not a manifesto. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's wild. Three months into quarantine, do you guys just want to like get a cabin in the woods? <laughs> yeah, we never spent Until time together. Till this hoax is over. <laughs> I was never big into the Bible, but I changed a couple of the verses. And um. <laughs> how did you guys find the the lockdown? Like that time when like everything was closed and like it was really like before even the immediate family bubble. How was that period of time for you? Working from home was pretty cool. And I just still do it now and probably will be forever at this point because I just work like a desk job, nine to five. Did you so, always work from home? Even no, no, this? but like so, now, but now I work from home and it, I just, that's it. There's no going back. A lot of jobs have, uh, it seems like a lot of jobs have switched to that now. Yeah. Cause they've seen the value in it. So it was kind of fun, especially like when, um, everything was like locked down so much that business was slow. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? So, like, work wasn't very busy either, so I would just be up in, like, house coat and slippers, like, making tea, you know? That's Doing great. Doing work, get up, you know, throw something in the oven, do a few dishes, come back, tap, tap, tap again, you know, right. and stuff like that. But then once it ramped back up or whatever, it's just, you know, you get up, you go to work, and then it's nice. It's not not have to drive. Yeah. And stuff There's like that. You know, one fucking brutal thing, though, was uh in October... Like, we bought, like, a brand new second car because oh, I man. work in Dartmouth and my girlfriend works in Halifax. Yeah. And so we got, so now we just have two cars and they just sit, sit there. there. They go to the grocery oh, store and back and that's it. Shit. But now you have two cars, though, yeah. just in case a situation comes up. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, not having to drive to work. Those cars should, like, last until I'm 60. Like never have to buy a car again, you know? See, Vince, we, we bought a car this time last year, and it's got 3,600 kilometers on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's not a lot. I don't know. I don't know. When people <laughs> say things like that, yeah, I just yeah. respond, and I go, oh, wow. I don't know what it you means. You have no idea. <laughs> like, I've never owned a car, so I truly, like, when people are uh-huh. like, how many kilometers? I'm like... Is a high number good or is a low number good? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm assuming high is it's better. A, it's a grizzled veteran automobile. <laughs> 
I truly like there's so many adult things that I just don't know about. Yeah. I had dinner with my family yesterday and they're all just so into gardening. Just loves they love talking about flowers and gardening and mm-hmm. like vegetables and and like and I'm just like I have nothing to yeah. contribute to this conversation nah. at all. Like You're talking about gardening, you just like, like salad dressing? <laughs> I'm like, I like to eat vegetables if they're seasoned. Mm. That's about it. It's just like, there's so much stuff like that that I'm like, yeah, I've never owned a car. Like, I've always just rented. I don't know. I'm just like, will any of those things ever happen for me? Who the hell knows? Hopefully you get yeah. diabetes or something like that, you know? Oh, it runs in <laughs> I'm my adulting family. now. It oh. Run- <laughs> it does. Those stars are lined up. I found out actually, I was like, can you guys all tell me exactly what health issues run in my in this family so I can be prepared? And they were like, heart disease and diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> Every time I would like promote the live debates show, I always would misread it as live diabetes. Live diabetes. <laughs> I just imagine you like hollering that down from the window at your mom in the garden. And she just like, you know, like hoeing some carrots and shit like that. Heart disease, heart disease, diabetes. <laughs> oh, shit. Should I just jump out this window? Mm-hmm. You lived alone during quarantine, Sarah. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Yeah, I don't imagine. Yeah, no, I didn't. Do, I did not. Do, I don't think I'll ever. Is there be the a same. deck back here? Do you get to have like any deck hangs? Yeah, there's oh, a just another curtain behind you. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't end. It's just curtain yeah. after curtain after curtain. Yeah, it'd yeah, be so no. awesome if you just like like whip this open and all of a sudden she just got like a sweatshop of like, <laughs> just like people making skirts and blouses yeah. what the fuck Foam just, like, covers. I just slowly close it <laughs> yeah good thing I'm and the like, one who edits this podcast yeah fuck yeah no it was bad I, I made a point my, my thing was was um okay a couple things I went for walks all the time so mm-hmm. I was like I need I need to know that there's a world outside of here yeah because this is small and cluttered and crazy and like I need to know that there's things outside of this. So I made a point to go on walks. I made a lot of soup, too. Soup? A lot of nice. soups. I cooked more. Way right more. On. Yeah, Just because, like, now? I had to. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, that's about it. Everything else was really <laughs> depressing. Yeah. It was weird to be like, I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to try to exercise. And you're walking around. There's nobody around. It's a ghost and you're town. like, I actually just thought I was going to get out of the house and like, you know, like, uh, you know, not feel so cooped, cooped up. And then it's just real creepy tumbleweed. And I'm like, not a big person for like headphones. Like, I love music, but I, I don't really listen to music on yeah, headphones. Yeah, I know where I'm addicted to headphones. But um, I'm so, too. and I'm just like, can't really listen to a happy song with like nobody around that seems like like a psycho you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. uh you know if you're about to die and you have like walking on sunshine and the <laughs> headphones like, the <laughs> i think that contrast oddly enough mm-hmm. i think that that's interesting yeah um one of the talking about like the ghost town thing one of the first times i actually went for a walk during lockdown was soon after vaughn died yeah um it was at 420 yeah so april 20th mm-hmm. um i really wanted to get weed and i was an idiot and didn't go to the weed store in time uh-huh. uh because they had like the reduced hours and yep. stuff and i was like oh i'll Run. go 15 minutes early and get in it'll be fine mm. nope 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 um so daniel was like i can i can shoot you a couple grams if you if you can get up here on north street and I was yeah like, i was like okay sweet and i didn't want to go on the bus at the time because i was still freaked out about the buses so i walked from here to where daniel lives uh-huh. and it was just that dark it was like 11 p.m too yeah. so like, kind of a little late yeah for like a single female to be out walking around um and yeah because come get me boys uh none of them do um 
They never do. Well, see, but the <laughs> thing is, though, is on that walk, you at least got the pleasure of like walking somewhere, getting something, and walking yes. back. That's what I hated about the walks. Is like, you know, I will walk and then like I will come home and I'll have like a Snickers or a Tallboy <laughs> or like fucking something I needed at the grocery store. But yeah. it's like, no, like it, it was very like you know, you go to the grocery store once a week, you get everything you need, and you go back once a week. We're all on a team here, and yes. this is how it works, you know. Yep. So yep. you just you just go for the walk, and then you can't give yourself you know like a little treat to ruin the exercise which is my tradition i was going for walks and coming home and of course having towel boys and my shitty exercise but it actually does engage the core do you have like a a a chair that you know you can hit like a lever on the side and the fucking you know the thing will pop up and you can put up your feet like the footrest yes right do you have one where you're like oh to push it back in it's actually kind of a bitch you're like ah so i'm just like watching something drinking a towel boy and like Pushing it in, pushing the footrest down, pushing the footrest down, engaging the core. You got to suck in a little bit. So I'm just like, this is the shittiest exercise. I'm drinking. The world's ending. I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) But you're kind of bouncing it out because all the calories in the beer – Probably yeah. burning them with the with the exercise that you're like doing. Like with like cal- calories, also just like burn away. You're burning calories. You're burning the guilt away as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. The, did you guys gain weight over the last weight? Lost weight? lost a little bit as did well. You? Yeah, I've been up and down. Mm. Like I feel like I feel like I feel like when Vaughn died, I didn't eat a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I did like pretty good at being like. <laughs> Like two weeks in and just being like, you can't pass the next few months just snagging constantly. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, when I'm, you kind of have to develop sort of like a routine. You know what yes. I mean to kind of get through. Yeah, when I'm when I'm overly sad, I either eat too much or not at all. Yeah, it's 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 like the two extremes, and I'm like, yeah. I always kind of hope for not at all, just because I'm like, well, maybe I can come out of this sadness with uh, less weight. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, especially just having a kid at home. I was like, okay, I can't, you know, teach and show my kid that, you know, when something like this happens, just like, you know, and also just seeing commercials and just like, aren't we all sinking into the couch? And you're like, and you're just like, oh, stop making these hacky jokes. I get furious about hacky jokes. I'm not mad about the disease itself. In these but uncertain if, times. In these, but if yeah. there's an advertisement that has like a cliche. It is time to lease a Toyota Yaris. <laughs> <laughs> you see, like, remember those like commercials, you know, in these uncertain times. Yes. It's it is good to know time. that KD Sharp Cheddar is there. Oh, my God. And like every single company would email you with a statement about like what they were doing <laughs> as a company. Like, yeah. and it was just, it's just, yeah. I'd always start it with like times are really tough. Or like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing extra sanitization at the SpaghettiOs factory. <laughs> it's wild though because it does kind of feel like things are generally back to normal. Generally speaking, more or less, yeah. Like here, I like, missed like a couple of concerts or whatever. That was really rotten. What's um, a concert? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Um, Jimmy shit. World was going to come to the marquee, and my girlfriend is 35 years old, so she's in the exact age demo for like loving that band. Oh, my and, God. And uh, that got canceled, and we didn't get to go oh, or whatever, sucks. and that was rough or whatever, because they were like kind of a band that's like too big to be at the marquee. Yeah, you know what they I mean? should be at like the So we were really looking forward to that. So that's one thing that's like not back to normal. But overall, yeah, like I'm not bothered by masks or anything like no. that to a degree. But also I, I work from home, so I don't have to wear one for 10 hours a day like some people, which I empathize I'm, with. I'm going to be honest with the mask thing. Yeah. Uh, hot, hot statement here. I yeah. don't think we should be wearing <laughs> No, <I'm> just <laughs> <joking>. <laughs> I will always wear a mask. What's the deal Fucking... with vaccines? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know that masks we... cause autism? <laughs> no. Wearing a cloth mask <laughs> that you made at home out of your curtains. 
Like these are shiny ones. They won't cause anything, you know. They'll they'll actually cause diabetes because the shininess is basically like sugar, if you're right? Anti mask, you're anti seamstress, you know. Like that's who's making yeah. a killing these days. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's like people who can like and whatever. What do you call a guy seamstress? A tailor? Yeah, tailor, yeah. Or are they just all tailors? Anyway, yeah, they are the true winners. You know what yes. I mean? In this new mask economy, you know. And a lot of people, a lot of people just learned how to make masks and yeah. then sold them and like made their own little. Or like they would sell them and like donate the money to charities and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you're a good person. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I, uh, I went to like Point Pleasant Grocery to get my mask because they had like yes. a little ad on Facebook or whatever. And I went in and I was just like, and then I was like, they're just making these. And I was like, man, that's they're making a killing. Right. I was like, this is deadly. Right. Just, you know, got to find a way to stay, bucks, stay bucks, busy. I'm like, yeah, way to go, guys. I was right happy for them. Yeah. I want to make intoxicated masks. Intoxicated masks. Because then people masks? can promote the, the logo on their mouth. Yeah. Nice. Um, But the thing about masks, what I was going to say is like, I will wear them. I understand the importance. Fucking hate what it's doing to my skin. Oh my God. My skin has never been worse. Because it's just like fabric up in my face and like i bus so you have to wear a mask on the bus you gotta wear a mask like in stores now yeah and i'm Def- wearing a, definitely a mask, pro mask a lot but when we were driving to what's the beach we went to just a few weeks ago we went Lawrence to St- Town. Lo- uh, Lawrence Town. Mm-hmm. um just you know driving you like you're driving way into dartmouth and yeah. you're just in the woods the woods the woods and there's no houses around it's just fucking telephone poles and woods before the beach and i just saw a guy just you know the uh, you know you know typical thing like where are you coming from where are you going like, you know, and he also just had a mask on. I'm just like, bro, I think you're good. Outside? Yeah. Oh, like, outside and just fucking way in the woods close like to West War- Lawrence Chesicook, Town like, Beach. A mask. <laughs> yeah, like, I think so, you're good, man. Sometimes I, like, if I'm going from store to store and it's, like, only a short distance, I'll just leave it on. But, yeah, no, like, as soon as I get outside, I'm like, fucking take this off. Like, I, I don't know. It's, um, I do that too. Like I'm like outside, like for like 20 seconds. Yeah. It's like, I only forgot to take it off for like 20 and I'm still like, what am I doing? I whip it off. Yeah. <laughs> take a big deep breath. Like, <laughs> oh, I got, I got scored. Like Kirby, Kirby, the video game. <laughs> I hear you on like, like I don't really pay any attention to skin, but like, you know, you have like an Irish last name. Me and Marty have an Irish, like we yeah. both just have like mottled red blotchy skin. Yeah. You know, mask definitely doesn't help. Like look at no. us. Like let's all like squish our faces together. Yeah. And yeah. See, I'm getting like, redder by the second. Big beet red fucking <laughs> Irish <laughs> fucking, you know. No, it's doing, sh- uh, my skin was bad, but even before the mask thing, but now trapping all that, like trapping my breath in my face, like constantly is not certainly not helping and it pisses me off because it's hard enough to try to find love in a pandemic uh but now i have to worry about looking like shit all the time i worry about the people who are like going on dates and are just like oh i don't want to have a first kiss because like this is all gross right now you know what i mean you're just Mm -hmm. like can we do like a sexy high five you know what i mean oh man i went on a couple dates post pandemic it's been interesting yeah yeah it's been interesting well one one of the ones actually was when they they it was when they, um, so like there was a time when it was like you could only hang out with immediate family and then they opened that up and it was right when that happened that we, I went on a date and yeah. we, just, we just went to a brewery and had a beer. Didn't, uh-huh. like, it was like we were always apart uh, and then went for a walk on the waterfront. But did it immediately feel romantic because it just, you know, like the, 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 the situation? No. Did you, like, did, ah. Oh. <laughs> so, but like during the pandemic, like in like, cause he had nine beers like before like, he met up with me. 
Like, is there like people like trying to bang during the pandemic, yes. like going on and just being like, you know, I'm down to break core if you're out, like, let's do this. Like, well, is that I a think thing? It was hush hush. Like, honestly, cause... my impression was generally that everyone was sort of more or less, you know, following the rules and just sort of on the team. I was for, pissed. You know, doing I was very things. mad. Yeah. I was very mad because I made an Instagram poll because I was thinking about this. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, if like you have like someone you trust, that's not like you're not living together, but you're banging mm-hmm. um, and they're not immediate family. <laughs> Um, um, like are you banging so I made like this Instagram poll being like um, is it okay to hook up during this lockdown yeah and this was this was when things were locked down Mm -hmm. and most people said no Uh uh-huh and then I said if you weren't living with your significant other would you be hooking up Mm -hmm. and they were like yeah and I was like Wait a second here. So you just have to be in a relationship to, to bang during this time? Yeah, yeah. And that's I got very unfair. angry. I was Anyone very who's given an opinion on that. that and is already in a relationship, it's just like the easy, no, of course not. Right? I'm following mm-hmm. the rules. Just like, just like, you're just fucking lying. I feel like yeah. so many people yeah. weren't following the rules fully. I did really well with it, actually. Like, I didn't see friends. Like, there was one day, like, when they opened things up, that we all got together at the commons. Like, a bunch of the comedians and mm-hmm. shit, like, all just went to the the commons and just hung out yeah like we just sat on bleachers and played music and smoked joints nice and just it was honestly one of the best days ever nice because i hadn't seen people mm-hmm. for so fucking long and commons like bleachers stuff like that it's almost like you're getting together with the old high school gang yes. like, yeah it yeah, feels very yeah. High school. and you actually have nine people from your high school that you'd actually want to hang out with i got like <laughs> I garlic fingers there we had garlic nice. fingers on the bleachers yeah. and smoke joints and shit like it was like so fucking pizza fun. is such party food but i feel like for some reason garlic fingers is just kind of ups like the party vibe yeah, so, like pizza. If someone's like, you know, like I brought pizza. Yeah, I brought garlic fingers. I, I, I feel like maybe especially on the East Coast, a little bit yeah. more of a yeah, garlic fingers. Hell yeah. yeah. No, garlic fingers are superior to pizza. I hot debate. I know. I I I will. I will. I will put plant my flag on that uh my sister for her wedding like she had like a meal and stuff and then she had a dance uh but like at midnight she ordered a bunch of pizza to like garlic fingers for the, the late entire... night snack after the and, reception and it was like that's it was... a nice oh, way yeah. oh, i love that yeah i've been to two it. weddings like that i was like why didn't i think of this yeah right mm. it's such a smart idea because like especially if you're you know if you're dancing until 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Bring out some fucking garlic fingers at one. Yeah. Oh man. Mm. Just the like, best. just sort of like, also like, like a dude like just holding ten pizza boxes <laughs> and walking through the door. Like it's just a satisfying visual image. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that would be like a good painting. You know? Yeah. Oh my God, like I'd put that on my wall. Just hands, dozen pizza boxes, legs. You know, like maybe Being the top guy, of the ball hat at the top. It'd be good. Being like the guy who gets to bring the pizzas at the end of the night, you're probably more happy than like the the bride or the groom. Yeah, right. You know what I mean, they yeah. have to spend all day being nervous and being like, "Oh, I can't get you know like mm. too drunk to tonight," or just like, "Oh, I was supposed to like take some salsa classes or something." You know, yeah. I mean? Like, didn't really bust a move my wedding. But the guy who shows up at the ten 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 people, it's his big day. You it's know? true, and Hell it's yeah, also, he's gonna go like, tip too. He's super yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Is yeah, it's like all night. It's like you know, two dollar tip, three dollar tip, maybe five, maybe nothing. When you got like fucking. 12 pizzas in the passenger side yeah like buddy driving over or whatever like in the tercel like just knows he's like i'm about to get a 20 dropped on me maybe 30 if like they're a bit drunk you know what i mean maybe like five guys are all gonna like huddle around me and be like yeah man and they're all gonna give me 10 bucks i might be walking out of here with 50 bucks and that's just what he's thinking while he's sitting there i got 60 bucks but i also had to hear stories about people i'm never gonna fucking see again (laughs) (laughs) fucking wedding pizza (laughs) 
he's a legend. <laughs> you were oh, supposed brutal. to get married, weren't you? I've been engaged for a while. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and everything got put on hold. Oh, yeah. man. Or whatever. So we're still trying to figure out and uh, figure out what you're going to do. What we're going to do. Yeah. Because it's so shitty because it's it's that time right now where it's like you could postpone it. Yeah. But then you have that like that thing in the back of your head going like what if a second wave comes yeah yeah that's that's definitely true the other thing is that so many like weddings that were scheduled for last summer have been postponed to this summer if you were planning on getting married this summer it's still tighter because everybody who was supposed to get married last year is now going to get married (laughs) next year too so it's double wedding season right Mm. so like all the wedding planners that lost business are gonna like it's going to be ramped up again. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we might just say fuck it and like, you know, scrabble a few friends together and just fuck off somewhere and do it and then just be like, hey, we're married. That's and then maybe so just have sweet. a party at the house at after, you know, something that's like so that. That's so nice. And like that, that's like, I think that's a blessing in disguise in a weird way. Like, yeah, it's going to like force you to like just have be more intimate. Mm-hmm. I want to renew my vows on that same day. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so even smaller. The guests, yeah. <laughs> turn it into a competition. <laughs> no, I will not do 1 p.m. and then 5 p.m. <laughs> you either coming to ours or theirs. <laughs> <laughs> drawing a line in the sand but we were talking about be- like, being busy who can order the most garlic fingers <laughs> yeah <laughs> or friends from the yeah. best place in Halifax too mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> pizza add like bacon motherfucker beat that oh my god oh, <laughs> making god. pizza staying busy that's what I was like I was talking about just a few minutes ago um you know, having a kid at home being like, okay, yeah. I can't just, you know, like teach him to sink into the couch. I got like started on like the hacky jokes from commercials. Mm. And then I'm like, ah, I just want to strangle some, like somebody who doesn't deserve a writer, writing job. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I was like, oh, okay. I just got to like, you know, do some exercising. I know it's just like, you know, at home style, like basically prison style, but I'm just like, okay, I got to sh- like show my kid like some, some gusto. Yeah. So all I did was just like sit ups, push ups, just like, you know, like knee lifts. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. Did I ever want to do fucking bed jumps like Mark Norman bed was talking jumps. about? He's <laughs> <laughs> talking about being in like, you know, hotels so much yes. and yes. doing the bed jumps. I'm like, fuck, I can't wait for their comedy hotel. Then I, I heard that podcast and I'm just like, now there's no like, you know, uh, road gigs. Aww. So I'm just like, how long is it going to be before I do stand up again? And how long is it going to be before I get a road gig with a hotel so, hotel so I can do some fucking do bed some jumps? Bed jumps. <laughs> but um, yeah, I lost 40 pounds over quarantine. That's, That's fucking awesome. deadly, man. Fucking awesome. killed it. And now I don't have like the huge dad bod and and, like pictures on stage. It's only like a little bit of it. It looks like it might be the angle now. It's not obviously got. Yeah. Listen, the dad, like women appreciate the dad bod. I gotta say, both of you came back very strong in comedy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Very, very strong. The fear of, you know, coming back without any uh, new material or anything like that, you know, is. Yeah, yeah. Good. and especially for me because uh, you got to work at home but I was just worked in kitchens so obviously there was no kitchens so I just had three and a half months off I didn't know when it was going to end, end but like you know after like two months I was just like I haven't had two months where I didn't have to be somewhere since before I started primary man that's wild. Yeah it was pretty I'm, wild. I'm still unemployed and I have no fucking clue what's happening you guys. I'm, oh really? I'm I'm it seems like you I'm a busy person. I worked Did you talk Dell, about your work on But my contract had the joy of ending on March 31st. Oh, fuck. And Horrendous. I did not get renewed. Really? Whereas, like, I think if there was no pandemic, I might have gotten renewed. Yeah. Um, For at least a couple months, probably. But mm. it was always, like, a couple months here, a couple months there, renewed, not renewed. And then, like, and they were like, no, we're not. Because I was an event coordinator. Uh-huh. And it's not a good time for events. No, no, definitely <laughs> not, not. Not very swell. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to um, schedule Cry Fest 2020. 
Honestly, I want to make that poster now. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a big teardrop, and now that the, uh, the 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 writing is in like the teardrop. Yeah. I want to make it like a uh, like a music festival poster, like Somersault or uh, <laughs> Edge Fest. Let's Cry Fest 2020. Um, it's wild though. Like I didn't realize. I was like, holy shit! It's been like half a year. I haven't worked. Wow. Half a year. Yeah. How's um, that feel? Not good. No. Uh, bored. Not, but but I'm not. See, here's the thing. Like, I'm actually really busy. It's just the things I do aren't paying me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Been like that for a while. You know, I'm like, especially with stand-up now, I mm-hmm. feel like I have to make space in my life for stand-up. Yeah. Which is tough because I'm like, oh, God, I might have to get to a point where I, like, take a little break from it. But mm-hmm. I don't want to is the thing. No, that's all right. T- if you, you just write. You know, you just take some time and write instead of yeah. doing it. That's actually good. It's good to, like, sort of, you that's know, true. sort of... If you find you're like too busy yeah. to do stand up and you're just going, because I've done this before, is been busy but like kept like forcing myself to do mics around work and other life stuff. And it's yeah. like, no, I just should have like, you know, instead of going twice a week, go once a week, take the other night to write. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't like force yourself to do stand up if the set isn't going to accomplish anything. Right, if you're just right. going to go and tell the same jokes in the same way, yeah. like you're not really, you're not really working on anything. If you don't Thank have you. time yes. to like sort of mentally like process and like sort of have a goal, mm-hmm. like what, like doing a set without a goal, you know, okay, over so and over and over is pointless. Even if it's a little goal, right? Like mm-hmm. even if it's like saying one thing in a different way or yeah, like, or yeah. like, or like, tr- like throwing in a new little thing. Yeah. yeah and that's kind of like where I'm at, where I'm like. It's hard for me to figure out what jokes to do when, because mm-hmm. I don't want people to go, oh, it's the same set every time. Don't worry about that, though. You can't be worried about You're so like, no, you don't have to worry about that. Like Thank you. That. Okay, yeah. sweet. That's a huge relief, because I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. If you're three like, years in and you just keep doing the same seven minutes over and over and not working anything on anything, but if even for like your first year, if you're just basically doing the first five minute set, yeah. I don't fucking judge. Also, okay. it's comedy in Halifax. Like, what are we looking at? Like, half a dozen pros, like ten people who are pretty good a bunch of people have been doing it for a couple of years you know what i mean if one of those people is like you know sort of like tell them to fuck off yeah. like it's yeah. fucking halifax yeah. calm down yeah. i think where i get concerned i'm not so much concerned about it places like guesses or oasis because i'm like yeah i'll just do a mix like i'll mm-hmm. do the things that i know works and like some newer stuff too like i'll do a good mix of things um but like places like these open mics these show up go ups uh-huh. I do feel a pressure to bring new stuff uh-huh. every time I do it. Yeah. Because that's the point of them. Mm. You know, like, the point of them is to, like, is to like workshop, like, bring new jokes there. I think all you have to do is just don't do a joke that you did in your very first set. And that's yeah. new for you. Yeah. yeah but you oddly go. enough, there's jokes I did in my in my first or second set that I haven't done since. Oh. So now I'm actually, like, maybe I'll go back and pull some of those Hell older yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. Maybe squish see. it down a little, take out a few syllables, you yeah. know, like, fucking, you it's know. It's fun. It, mm. I didn't think I would get so pulled into it, honestly. Oh, God. And it's, I hate it. Kind yeah. of in a way, because uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm like, fuck, another thing that I enjoy doing that doesn't give me money. Yeah. Great. <laughs> and like, as, as, as soon as you're just a couple months into a stand-up, well, as soon as you get excited for stand-up, that's when you realize just like how much work it's going to take. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, because for so long, I was like, okay, I got like those jokes over there. Like, I, I got my 10 jokes. Sweet. But then like, I think about three sets in, I was like, I got to start writing more. Like, I got to at least... Be thinking about other jokes in these 10 jokes. Mm-hmm. But even like, uh, if you start thinking like, oh, uh, you know, I did, you know, 10, 20, 30, 50 sets or whatever, like, 
Uh, oh, and I'm just doing the same jokes. You're doing them at different bars. Yes. You're do- and usually, like, yes. I even find for hosting Mondays, I'm just like, most times, I'm, it's just, you know, random people who are there. Yeah. There's maybe, like, a dozen people who are, like, semi-regular, which is, you know, amazing. Yeah. But it's, like, kind of fresh people every time. So it was definitely, uh, you know, uh, a long point for me where I was just like, okay, like, you know, I don't feel like I have to be, you know, I don't want to do, like, yeah, yeah, sets with no purpose. or right. And, uh, you know, just want to, like, you know... um just don't, but I also don't want to force sets, but don't like force out material either. There's a lot of times right. where I'm just like, okay, I'm doing a lot of sets, but I don't really necessarily have a lot of like things that are new. But since I don't have a lot of things that are new, I should have spontaneous opener, not my opener that's like my written joke. I should have something so and so was talking about, or just uh, something that happened in the news today. Yeah, yeah. If you just be like, okay, like I have like you know my material that I can rely on, but mm-hmm. you know address something in the room, address something somebody else said. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially got to work on that. You know, uh, you know skill as a host, but also right. just like, oh, okay, you know, I don't necessarily have something new, but maybe for this joke, I'll try to. You know, um, I guess you already have the questions right off the bat, but um, you know, yeah. oh, turn this into a question joke. Try to get some read from the audience. Yeah. Nice. And just try to do a tiny bit of crowd work. So yeah, you have like the you know, the jokes that you know you're gonna do. You're comfortable with them. You've been doing them for like you know like a while. You're not necessarily having like you know brand new bit with brand new tag and you know all that kind of stuff. But like, if you're just like taking a different approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? doing something that you have like memorized 150% to is good because now you're just like, I'm just going to do this thing, but this time I'm not going to like say it and in my head be like sort of remembering the yeah. next yeah. word the whole yeah. time. I've been doing that is I am going to uh-huh. just fucking hammer this, yeah. you know, yeah. and I am going to like do it with enthusiasm and personality yeah. and like it's going to be like, you know, like punchy yeah. and I'm going to like look people in the eyes, you know what I mean? And I'm going to like emote my face during the punchline and stuff Which like is, that. That type of stuff is so important to me in college. Mm -hmm. like just the connecting with the audience yeah because okay so like me and you were at a mic on um friday night at daily grind um yeah you were there right oh yeah man (laughs) there's so many mics um but like i wrote a joke on the way there nice and and i went martin should i do this and you were like no don't do that (laughs) and i was like i'm gonna try it and i didn't have it memorized but i had the key components like i was like okay i gotta say this yeah. Like two things, and then and then there's that, and I and I just did it, and it wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. but it, I got laughs. Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck out!" Just the fact that I got a nugget. Yeah, I know that I can now develop this. Getting the thing. words out the first time is a struggle for me. Pretty much every new joke. Oh yeah, I, thought, oh, I find like just the second time is like ten times better it's than the, the first. That but you I have to do it hard. that first time, right? And you know, yeah. transitions really like you know like <laughs> fucked me up, and it still <laughs> fucked me up just because I. You know, when you realize you're just like, oh, like I can write one liners, just like, okay, I'm showing, you know, like the audience and especially the, the comics that I want to, you know, be acquaintances or friends with that, you know, I know what, it, uh, you know, I know what a joke is. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, if I write a whole lot of short jokes, then I have a whole lot of awkward transitions. Because yeah. all this stuff doesn't really have a narrative yet, you know, so it's just like, you know, just, you know, just saying them off, like, you know, like point form and, right. just, and just trying to like, you know, don't be, do the same thing in between joke of a joke bombs and you go, just killing it, everybody. And then they laugh because you're, uh, you're obviously uh. bombing or swing and a miss with that one or sweet silence with that one. You're just like, man, I got a lot of these now because there's a lot of these moments where a joke is bombs. And- but then you see like people like Albert Coombs who like, he doesn't really transition into any of his jokes and he just... He just goes right into them. He can them. just take such a natural pause and yeah, 
and then the next joke and it yeah. just it just he just knows how to like reset reset and refresh while i was just like in between jokes just deer in the headlights yeah you know? mm-hmm. or just like you know looking i realized after a while i'm just like oh if you look down it looks like you don't know what you're the fuck you're doing and you're not supposed to be there and now i'm like okay i'm supposed to be somewhat of a pro now so now if i have yeah. to take a second of and think of the next joke i want to do it looks slightly more professional if i go Look, look up. up instead of looking down and wondering. Looking down and wondering. Yeah, you're looking at your shoes, shoegazing. You right. know, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. If you're just uh-huh. like, if you look up, it kind of looks like, and you're just like, oh, what's, what trick of, and, and, and like, am I going to get out of the bag this time? You know what yes. I mean? Yes. It, it seems more clever. Yeah. And yeah, not just like you're trying to remember. I remember, I think I was exactly a year into a comedy and I saw an interview with Stephen Rice, mm-hmm. a huge one-liner guy. Oh, okay. Yes. And, you know, he has a very dry delivery. Mm-hmm. And somebody was asking him, you know, interview was asking him, why? Why, you know, why did you choose this dry delivery? Um, you know, how long were you thinking of this? Like, is this the way you naturally are? And he was like, I really didn't mean to have such this dry, cerebral kind of delivery. He's like, when I started stand up, it was my last year of university. So, you know, I was doing a lot of work, working all day and, you know, it's at school and I had a part time job. So when I got to open mics around Boston and all the guys were, you know, like Boston guys were like hardcore fucking, you know, like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like road dogs killing it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and he was just like, oh, I have to compete with them. So I would just get nervous and I was just trying to remember. And I'm like, oh, fuck, oh my that's God. such a Stephen Wright thing to say. And I was also wow. like, yes, just like, yeah, working all day and then, you know, come home, like, uh, you know, pick up my kid at school, yeah. make dinner, homework, all those kind of things. And I'm booting her to an open mic and I'm just like. I'm on in five minutes and I'm really tired now. Yeah. And you're just like beer, uh, (laughs) glass of water. Fuck. And you're just terrified that you're just going to forget everything. Yeah. Oh my God. Every time I haven't froze yet and I know it's going to happen. Oh, I've done that like a ton of times. Like just be starting, you know, and then just all of a sudden be like, wait, what? You yeah. Know? Oh my God. Yeah. It's the worst feeling in the world. There was two years in a row where I was just, just after Christmas and it was in January. And I was like, oh, yeah, like start of the new year, I'm going to have all new jokes. <laughs> so, you know, I would like, you know, over, you know, Christmas, if you have like three weeks off from stand up, mm. you're just like, oh, I got to prove that I write new jokes. And it's just like, how about proving that you don't suck and just, <laughs> and just say a joke well, you know, right, yeah, but right, I would just right. fucking write a bunch of new jokes and like I'd even write like 30 and then I'd chop it down to 10 and then just be like, oh, this is going to be a brand new seven minutes and just say every single joke wrong, say them backwards, yeah, like, uh, you know, forget stuff, say um like stuff right. like that and just butcher 10 jokes in a row and then just do that five more sets before i realize just like i'm pretty sure if i just do jokes from a couple months ago i'm only two years in i don't think anyone's gonna judge me no. or even notice no. or give a fuck because it's out as people look random and open mics that's a relief for me because that has been a concern of mine mm-hmm. like like i'm just like oh fuck they're gonna get sick of all this and people are gonna think that i'm not growing or like not like not like like you know like evolving and like changing my stuff up and i'm like fuck but, yeah um, i would um like think about like sort of when you get to like you know the mic like look around at the people that are there who yes. aren't comedians yes and like think about like you know like you know sort of try to like pre-picture yourself like you know engaging like with them yes and don't like worry so much about um you know whether another open micer like thinks like you know you're writing fast enough or i've not. changed set lists because of that i've looked out into the crowd and gone okay not doing that doing this instead 
Nice. Yeah. Do you guys do that a lot? Like, mm-hmm. like, do you, do you like assess the crowd and go, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to not do that closer. I'm going to do this closer instead. Sometimes. Yeah. Like sometimes like I'll look at the crowd and be like, I'll like take, I'll put like this sort of stuff at the beginning instead of in the middle or whatever. Right. Cause I think that'll grab them. Right. Right. Kind right. Of thing and stuff like that. Like if I get to Barely's and it's a bunch of couples. Oh, you know hell what yeah. I mean? yeah. Love that. Love that. I have mm. a couples thing that I really want to do. Yeah. It's a little bit wild. Mm-hmm. And uh it's not really a joke but it's more uh-huh. like just a funny thing that yeah. i was thinking about doing which is like i just want to go any couples live together in here tonight and like so hopefully they'll clap mm. uh, and then I, i'd go can you guys shut the fuck up about going to costco <laughs> <laughs> and then just that's it and then i just move on <laughs> yeah but now I'm like, okay, I need to talk about my frustrations with Costco. I'm like, maybe I can make a joke out of that. I'm trying yeah. to write clean stuff, and mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I find even, like, like my cleanest jokes, I'm just like, oh, uh, it just has, like, like, a fuck in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is actually a very smart joke. But if I don't – like, if I, uh, I had a joke a while ago where I would say, like, freak the fuck out. Yeah. And I'm just like, when I, when, I, when I realize I curse, when I listen back to sets, I'm just like, man, I curse a lot. Yeah. But I don't necessarily, I'm not like a ranter and I, my voice doesn't naturally sound angry. Mm. And I wouldn't say like I'm a like a very dry comic, but like I'm not a super high energy comic. Right. So I'm like, wow, I, I forget how much I curse. It's yeah. hilarious so, when like, you curse though because your voice is so smooth and calm. Ah, that it's, it's actually really I enjoy fu- that. It's really funny because that's why I love the dick sticks dicks joke so much because also it's like uh sometimes i'm like oh if i say freak the fuck out there was one time i was like doing uh had to be clean or something and i think someone after my set was just like you said hell instead of fuck i'm like yeah it's a joke that works every time and i said you know like uh you know freak the hell out instead of freak the fuck out right and they're just like man like it's a clean set but you can drop one f-bomb like you know it doesn't mean you can't drop any f-bombs like you know what i mean it just means there's not a ton of f-bombs right, and just right, right. like they just don't want you to open with like you know a domestic you know like a you know a violence joke yeah yeah. You know what I mean? Like That's clean, right. like kind of like means like the, the material or like, you know, the, uh, you know, your topics or, right. you know, like what, what kind, what kind of laughs matter. like, you know, you're going for. Like, you know, if you're doing a clean set, like don't do the joke that usually gets, <gasps> you know oh, what I mean? Oh, I got a lot of those in my first, my very first set. I got a lot of, ooh. <laughs> and Travis reassured me. He was like, don't be concerned with that. Like, cause that's a laugh that they're too afraid to, they're too afraid to laugh. Yeah. So they they do the ooh. Mm-hmm. I feel like like from ladies especially, I get an oh my god. Oh I'm just yeah. Like, I feel like I just kind of look like I don't know, like the the like the boy next door. Uh huh. You, you know what I mean? I don't I look like I'm going to talk about anything crazy. If I say anything about like sex that's slightly over the top, I feel like people are just like whoa. whoa. Like, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> Didn't expect that from Martin. Yeah, it's interesting. I have a question for you guys. Mm. What do you think is harder to perfect? Joke writing or stage presence? Stage presence for me. Uh, That's what I was t- t- trying to talk I don't know. about before. I guess I kind of struggle with both. Um, mm. After a while, just going like, okay, I just like, you know, it doesn't, don't be like, you know, like forcing out new jokes, you know, like don't stop writing, but just like, you got to work on your stage presence, man. Um, just, you know, being more fluid, having more tags, like, you know, being like, you know, uh, have like, you know, more like lines in between jokes, have like, be better at saving jokes when they bomb talk to the crowd a little bit more don't like rush when i talk right. i was so concerned with sh- like showing that i knew what premise and punchline was i didn't work enough on on, on my on my stage presence at all and people off the bat were just like oh you have a smooth voice your voice is so good so for like a year or two i was just like oh yeah my, my presence is, pr- is pretty good and then after two years i was just like no i'm super awkward i gotta fucking work on this this is getting embarrassing you know 
Oh, interesting. I think okay. a lot of times I find like, you know, I feel like I get on stage and I'm just talking the way I'm talking to you now, but then I tape the set and I like listen back to it and the sound of my voice sounds like, you know, like a fourth grade teacher. Like I'm like, okay, boys and girls, now it's presentation time. These are my jokes and here is how they are said. I had to do laundry the other, like that's how I find like it sounds, you know, like it sounds like a little bit too like, you know, sort of fourth grade public speaking oh as God. like a presentation, you know? But it, yours and I would isn't like to be like off. a little looser, but I think it's a byproduct of sort of writing on a laptop, you know, oh, and like sort of like so I write out the jokes, type, 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 and then I say them. I don't like write them in my. Oh, I feel like okay. if I wrote them in my head, it might be like so. I feel like I have the cadence of like a written paragraph. That's interesting. I all that's what, another thing I'm really fascinated about is like people's process and like like where they where it starts and where it ends and like mine is like uh, phone notes for mm-hmm. like just like a quick things that I write down. Then I put in the joke book and then I put it on a cue card and that's the cue card is what I practice off of. Oh, okay. Right and on. then that's kind of my process, but I don't, everyone's different. Like, I don't think I've ever actually put it on the computer. Mm-hmm. It's just my fucking, the notes section of my yeah, phone. Yeah. I'm all yeah. Google docs pretty much. I, I have Google a book docs. and I do that's sometimes write out a joke or Google whatever, docs but it's, it's hard to organize though. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Cause now it's like 300 files of like set lists and like the same joke, like written out like 20 times and stuff like that. Right. Like if I was going to go and try to like organize everything now and stuff like, like it would be like a weekend long project. And Jesus. I only have like 25 minutes like of material, you know, like, but right. it's just, it's just like the same like sets over and over and over and over and over and building sets and copying jokes. And because there's that oh, comedy it's, it's companion app that people recommend. I That's... tried to use that a little bit or whatever, uh, yeah. but I never really got too much into it. Yeah. I usually just like text myself a few words to remember the thought and then come home and. I love if you yeah. just go like, oh, yeah, if you're going through, you know, on my notebooks and I go, oh, yeah, my phone, of course. And then you just go back and go like, oh, yeah, seven jokes that, like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure are good. And then you actually write them out and, you, you know, you like you thought of a couple tags for them. So, like, you just feel like you did a ton of writing that day. You're just like, this is actually like nine weeks. Yeah. Of like, like, like uh, you know, phone right. notes. Mm-hmm. But it's t- today I felt like I had this big burst of inspiration. and I'm just like, no, it was kind of just like. From A to B with a, you know, a couple tags and, you know, yeah. like added to it. But also, like, just my, like, little editing, editing process. I find I'm saying and, mm-hmm. you know, too much or like and or but. Uh-huh. So I'm just like, uh, okay, this jo- joke will work so much better if I say however. This will work better if I say though. So not every joke kind of has the same mm-hmm. or not like every joke, but just, you know, you don't want to have too many jokes that are, you know, sound the same. There's some jokes that like I basically have the exact rhythm for. So right. there's sometimes where like I don't think I've done this on a paid show, but there's definitely like open mics where like I'm trying to keep new new jokes in my head, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, ah oh, fuck, there's only six people here, and then I go and I'm like, oh I'm kind of bombing, I got to go back to an old joke, and I'll say the premise of one joke, two jokes that'll have the same rhythm, and I'll say the premise of one and the punchline of another I've joke that, that has off. nothing to do with it, and I'm just like. Okay, and like I'm just I have to find some way to kind of save this oh my or gosh. make this make sense in the moment. So sometimes you just kind of like let it bomb and go, just killing it, everybody. Or if if you have some line that actually kind of makes it, you know, like makes some sort of sense or look like a joke in the moment, you're like, yeah, you just wish you had the thank fuck face, you know? Right. Ooh. Shit, man. Like for new people starting out, how do you guys recommend dealing with? bombing like like you know them like they say something and it's nothing like not even 
Like have somewhere silence. to go. Okay. Like, don't write like you know, sort of seven minutes on one topic. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, if like if something like you know, if you want to say something, try to say it in like forty five seconds, mm-hmm. and then if it doesn't work or whatever, then you just have a fresh new topic to, to move on into. to, right? Yeah. Yep, so like yep, you know, don't yep. like you know, just sort of. Like, you know, just tell a story about something that happened at work. Mm-hmm. Because if you get a minute and 15 seconds into it and it's horrible and nobody likes you and nobody likes the story, mm-hmm. you just have five and a half minutes left of, and then my coworker, and you're just fucked. Like, have a couple of different topics. If you, if you can't, if you can't, like, if you're so yeah. new that you don't even have structured jokes, yeah. at least, like, have it so that, like, everything is, like, you know, sort of a minute long, a minute and a half mm-hmm. long. Finish mm-hmm. a topic and a subject, start anew. Does that make sense to you, Marty? Yeah, yeah no, God, I, was, I didn't even think about that. I always feel so embarrassed that I didn't have like you know, uh, you know, good transitions and couldn't make like you know things like you know more fluid uh, when I started and still now. But uh, you know, at least I would always have just like you know fresh thing to talk about, so it wasn't just like oh, I joked about like how I'm an angry guy and my, my wife said something stupid the other day, and then at least I don't have you know um, you know. And my next joke is and something stupid about family, you know. Yeah. So you're not just like complaining, you know, or like you know right. ranty or you know mm-hmm. yeah manifesto writing. Yeah, because I I learned about chunks, which is like you know multiple jokes about the same yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well I do have two, like I I think I have two chunks. Yeah. The cream pie chunk or the pregnancy chunk. And the suicide chunk, which mm. Travis made a Vaughn joke about that. I really um, like the cream pie chunk better than the suicide <laughs> chunk. <laughs> not, not you, just in general. It sounds really delicious. It sounds like a delicious <laughs> the cream dessert. pie chunk. <laughs> you talk to the chef out back about that one, honey. But that's like I always have that in mind when I'm actually like organizing the set list. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, like these jokes all flow nicely into each other. But then that's interesting. What I might start doing is splitting them up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, chunks are like kind of a double edged sword or whatever, because it looks really good. Like if you like, you know, have to do like a 10 minute set and it just seems like you just did like three topics or whatever. But at the same time, like, I mean, I've fallen into this or whatever and then tried to like sort of work my way out of it in terms of writing is like sort of having a joke or whatever. But then like everything else is like sort of like everything like it's four minutes long. And everything like depends on the first 30 seconds. So you can't pull anything out of the chunk and re like it all right. has to be like this big long monologue to work. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because it's just like a joke and then like an endless series of tags. Right. You know? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, great advice I got from Vaughn uh, at the grad house. Uh, so about a year in and I was writing a lot of short jokes and, you know, one liners, but I think like my third set. I just had a couple, like, you know, like, loose ideas. Mm-hmm. It was only about, like, you know, four or five things. And I'm like, oh, okay, the first two times, you know, I just had jokes that, like, I practiced and were all short jokes. Because, yeah, when I started writing, I was like, oh, this is way too long. Like, if I don't have the energy to recite these three pages, yeah. this is just going to look awkward. And I especially don't want to only have five minutes and go, like, okay, my two stories or two idea things didn't work at all. Now I'm embarrassed. Like, if I write one-liners, then I have a whole more tries. Mm-hmm. More like, you know, kind of, you know, opportunities to, you know, throw Ex- something off the wall. Exactly. Right. Oh, so yeah. the, my third time, I just had a couple loose ideas and I just somehow said everything correctly and just nailed it. And I'm just like, wow, like I was kind of loose and I actually had a good set for my third set. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. And then fourth set, mm-hmm. I tried to do that. Like, you know, again, I didn't. And of course, like an idiot, I didn't like, you know, do the loose ideas that I had from the set. Just completely new stuff two weeks later. For no fucking reason. And I think I was yeah. hung over too. So it was just all Damn. over the place. So I just went back to the one-liners. 
I can't do that again. And I embarrassed myself for like maybe six people in Gus's, but I was just like, oh, that was humiliating. Oh, I, I look dummy. Everybody knows that I shouldn't be doing this. Aww. But it's just like thoughts that you just you just shouldn't even have. Right. It shouldn't be that hard, hard on yourself. And also you're trying to figure out comedy when you're like, yeah, four sets in. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. I had like, such a, like, a, a clue, like, you know, uh, in, in, in many ways, but clueless in, in, in other, other side. Yeah. Some good insights starting off, but there's other things that you just can't no until you had it so anyway the good advice the good advice that andrew gave me was uh don't be long-winded on a podcast but he <laughs> <laughs> was the most long-winded what are you talking about but that guy would i was ramble. like oh hey man um you know my, i him the whole like you know like oh i got you know i had a little confidence up for you know just going up there with a couple ideas and then just you know two weeks later that confidence was just shot right back down and then i was just like okay one-liners tags one-liners tags short jokes you know, like as many times as you can. And like, I'm just like, now I feel like I'm, that's, I just, you know, I didn't think I was going to just going to be a one liner comic. And he's like, oh, you're a year in. Like, you know, like, don't worry mm. about your style or anything. I'm, yeah, I know, I know, Sorry. I know that. And I'm just like, but now I'm just like, well, I'm not going to be able to write bits now because now I'm just like, premise, punchline, A, B, A, B, A, B, C doesn't exist. Right. And he was just like, no, no, no. Like, you know, you're going to come back to the same topics. You keep writing, you know, comedy. You're going to come back to the same topics. So once you have a whole bunch of jokes naturally written on the same topic, you'll be making set lists and trying to make them flow. And then you'll have three jokes on the same topic. Five yeah. jokes on the same topic. One's three months old, Five, one's a year old, yeah, one's yeah, yeah. 18 months and old. Then and then yeah. you have a bit. And I was right. like, oh, of course. And I don't think it was like a year or two later before, like, I noticed like, oh, there's people, someone will go like, oh, that, you know, like, uh, you know, Indica bit is really good. And I'm like, yeah, it's a bit. Uh, yeah. Usually I would get like that line you have. I like the line that you said. And all of a sudden people go like, the Sydney Mines bit, the goth people bit. The, the drinking bit and I'm like oh yeah nice like mm. so you kind of if you could have just like you know like tags that you know kind of like lock those jokes together it seems I still don't even I feel still feel like I'm a short joke guy mm-hmm. but um uh, now I feel like I'm I'm closer to almost something that's that's a bit now I can mm-hmm. I, I kind of have like things that are disguised as a bit it's not really a bit it's a bunch of short jokes that happen to work it's together and but now that's I've pieced what, them that's all like, together that's like what eventually like developing a longer set is though yeah is like if you went back if you like wrote out like if you had to like you know go and like middle it yucks you wrote it all out and like looked at it yeah like you would find that basically it was just a collection of one liners that you've like weaved together with transitions in a way where yeah. you're trying to present it as this is like me as a person. This is who I am. This is my point of view of where yeah. I'm coming from, you know? But if you if you go and like just like really look at it and try to remember where all the jokes came from, it's just a bunch of one-line things that you slowly weaved together, yeah. you know? Weave them together. That's so true. Okay, like, and eventually you're just trying to present it along with like your look and your attitude as right. this, like I'm like a package of these jokes, this delivery, this look, huh. you know? I, like uh, I would do like the, the unicorn joke and then the mountain goat joke and then the rattlesnake joke. I'm like, these really have nothing to do with each other but these are all jokes about like creatures mm-hmm. so it's, it's the creature, creature bit. bit yeah there we go ah, <laughs> yeah because i think sometimes when i talk I'll, I'll say bit when really i just mean that's a single joke but that's mm-hmm. not a bit right that's a joke like jokes yeah i wouldn't like obsess over terminology too much and yeah. stuff like that you know like if okay. something's like 90 seconds long and has like seven punchlines, like that's a bit that's like, a bit. You know, that's yeah. good, you know? It's just, it doesn't need to be like a Mike Berbigula, Mike Berbigula, like nine and a half minute, you know, thing about going to yo, like, like it doesn't, like that's like, you know, if, like, you don't worry about what's a bit and what's not a bit, you no, know? If, just you want, do it. if it's got a bunch of punchlines or whatever, it's a bit. Ah. If it's 90 seconds but, or nine listen, minutes, it doesn't matter. The key is having punchlines. Yeah. 
new comics. Yeah, can't, uh, yeah. Under, uh, and I'm saying um, that to myself well, I, too. I started. No, no, you're schooling the newbies, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get please, Facebook up. Please. Oh my gosh. Uh, get I mean, me another beer. I want to oh argue. My oh my lord, Facebook. Yeah, I had a dang. funny thought about open mics. You know, you hear a lot about like, oh man, the restaurants and the entertainment venues operating at 25 percent capacity. Just like, man, for open mics, that's like best case scenario. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'll be back. Do you guys want more beer? Yeah, yeah, grab more. Um, I like if it was, uh, you know, a weekend I actually, you know, had to host it. Yeah, because I love getting the middle spot, that easy spot. But uh, if there's like, you know, touring headliner and it's like the Thursday show and like 25 people there. Yeah. And the, the headliner is like so dismayed and you're just like, oh, well, actually, this is, you know, the, the amount of people I'm used to hosting for. So this is right up my alley. So tomorrow night when it's sold out, you'll feel way more comfortable and I'll be like, keep the shit in your head and I'll be way more and like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like. You know, trying to keep it together while if it's the Thursday night show, I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to be so loose and easy tonight. Fuck yeah. Not worried at all. You know? no. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, 25 people is like, how, what's the standard audience for Gus's? You think? Uh, Gus's pisses me off every week because there's nobody there. We and for, we for like years now that it'll be like <gasps> nobody there. And then 759, three people walk in. And I'm like, oh, I'm not canceling the show. Thank God. And then I thought it's usually. I'll do like 10 or 12 off the top for like the comics and like a table of three. And then as soon as the first comic goes on, two more tables. Yeah. And then, it you know, grows. like, uh, yeah, then they'll, you know, by the, mostly every week, by the time the headliner goes on, it's somehow packed. So then, like, to me, I'm just like, it's just because of the way the slow way the audience, like, you know, like showed up. Now it just looks like everybody had great sets, but the host just was fucking quiet off the top because it was three people in comics but it's great now uh so i'm just like oh i like you know wrote new material because also just that fear of like i do not want to have you know like uh you know all my old jokes after quarantine i'm just like i cannot you know host gus's with just like yeah like the the indica bit and the thing mine's bit i'm just like no there's no doing that for five people at gus's at eight o'clock on a monday anymore like that's gotta stop it's um it's tough to fill that room i'd like to i'm gonna really try to fucking what I keep saying, saying to people, out. and uh, I want to like hash it on a podcast now. Let's focus on this. Like Sunday night, it's all the people who want to keep the weekend going. Yeah. So these are like the loose kind of like you know party people who just want to laugh, and if they don't care if you say something depressing or super dark, or if you just have one liners, they laugh because you're cute and different. Uh-huh. You know I, mean? I don't know why it's only ladies who go to open mics all of a sudden. <laughs> but like Wednesday uh, for you know the barely show, it's kind of halfway through the week. The people are waiting for karaoke, and barely's just has a party vibe. It does. Like, you think, like, high ceilings is not going to work for comedy, but high ceilings kind of give a party vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, the brick, the chalkboard, just, like, the bluesy vibe in there. Like, it's a little gritty. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the Tuesdays, like, you know, shows, um, uh, you're kind of in, like, you know, like, uh, and you almost feel like you're in, like, the rec room basement of the Oasis. Yes. So, there's a little bit of a party vibe. I just find, like, Mondays, I'm just up against this dry Monday feel. I'm just like, is this my excuse for, you know, just not never doing as well as I want to? Or am I just up against, like, you know, like, Monday and it's the start of the week and... I think I it's that, but also the location. Tuesday at Oasis, too, when there's, like, six people there, they're there for comedy. You yeah. know what I mean? That's, That's the, the one thing. Is it's a massive yeah. bar. Comedy's over in this other section. And when the, there's like six people, they're usually just sitting together or at two tables and you can just zero in on them. And they want it. Yeah, they do. Right? Oasis is going great. Yeah. Oasis is too easy. Oasis. <laughs> like, sit- <laughs> shitting on my point 101 <laughs> with my <laughs> just, just instantly. Just instantly like, you're <laughs> fucking wrong. 
Oh, but um, people always you just do good in that easy. No, no, no. <laughs> you stupid. Idiot. Well, you extra, extra, extra kill in that well, easy well, room. That, that's that's an interesting psycho- psychological thing for me because uh-huh. my second set was ladies' night and mm. it was packed at mm. Oasis and I did well. Yeah, but I was told don't get comfortable with that. Uh huh. But then I go, but but who, who told they you were that? There who wants to for, bring you down? After they were there night? for comedy. Like, like, regardless of if they knew a comic on the no, show, just... and they were like, for whatever reason, like it's seen as easy yeah. when it's a ladies' night yeah, show. Yeah. That's like that's terrible advice. Like, oh man, you're gonna kill. Definitely don't enjoy it. <laughs> right? You know what I People mean? It's say like, like, oh, you okay, need... like you're middling it, yucks. The host is fucking crushing. Like you just have the softest landing pad possible. <laughs> don't let it go to your head. Just know that you're terrible and yeah. awful. And that's, <laughs> like, that, that that's like, no, like... go kill. Go <laughs> fucking kill. Like, what's the point? I know. What's the point? Like, you know, like is it killing the point? I don't know. It was really, really weird for me because that was set number two and it put mm. me on this weird high. And same as you, number four was a stinker. Number yeah. four set was a big stinker. And then like, like it's just been a wave, a weird wave yeah. for me. And like, it's it's just strange. But like, also I'm like, I'm not going to like get down on myself if I did well with a lo- like a crowd. Like, because yeah. aren't we supposed to want crowds? Like, <laughs> Yeah, of course. People always say like, oh, you got to do the hard rooms. The hard rooms make you better at the, like, you know, like the, uh, the easy rooms. But like easy yeah. rooms, like, you know, you, you can't only do those, but those kind of give you, if you can have a little bit of confidence. It's a confidence booster, yes. And, and you know, feel loose and feel like people are actually getting you and mm-hmm. you're consistent. And then like, uh, you, know, if it, you know, it's a good crowd. Like sometimes like a tag will just kind of come out. Yeah. Or like all of a sudden you're just feeling good and not nervous. So you just kind of say a joke, not the way you wrote it and rewrote it and rewrote it. Just all of a sudden it comes out better. Mm-hmm. You, uh, like, you know, off stage, you're like, Oh, I had those unnecessary phrases. And, like then, you, and, then, you, and then you listen back yeah. and you're just like, Oh, when it was just sort of like, you know, Hey, go get him champ. Yeah. All of a sudden you just like, you know, like, uh, you know, PD boy just went in there and knocked it out of the park, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, like you can learn things from hard rooms. And people are like, oh, like hard. You learn the hard lessons, like the important things about comedy in the hard rooms. It's all about bombing and feeling like shit. But yeah. you, you do also learn in easy rooms. Like, yes. it's less, it's you know, like less likely, but in in certain ways. In certain ways, yeah, in just a for different like, way. You you learn in a different way, in in a, in a room with a big crowd than you would with if you're doing it for, which I had on Thursday, District Five. I went and it was two couples and one drunk heckler. Shit. And it was terrifying. Uh huh. Well, at least you only had to do, you know, 90 seconds or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, the fucking- I'm making fun of that, but honestly, um, the last time I went, I was like, this is actually good. I feel like I can just go there, or I haven't been to Daily Grind yet, which I'm kind of embarrassed about, but oh, I think I might go. Come. I think I'm going to go next week, not Definitely. this Wednesday. But the so Wednesday fun. after, but I was like, I'll just do the intros to all my bits, like just those first couple of laughs and just try to do something where I just do. <clears throat> It's super short to just come up and pop, 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 you know, exactly. which isn't really my style, but um, like it's a bit like I was saying earlier about having a goal. Yeah. Right? So this is a different format yeah. so I can have a different goal, learn something different than having the standard. You have seven minutes. Da, 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 da. You have three yeah. minutes. You got to make it different. You got to make that work somehow. You really a, do. You know, you can set a goal and, you know, try to, you know, sort of do your thing in a way that it works in that format. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yup. How did you find the your first go at Daily Grind, the sh- show of Go Up? Twenty one comics. Yeah. I saw that list you posted the other day. Oh one comics on this mic. That was crazy. I only did the um like District Five once, 
and the uh, Daily Grind once. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck, I don't know how to do three minutes. Uh-huh. Don't know how to do it. Don't know how to do four. Like, you'd also, think like, that would be the at, easiest thing. Just do Sarah's half a list, set. Nope. It's actually 22 comics, but who she considers not a comic, just go look at the list and you'll have to uh. figure it out for yourself. <laughs> was it 22? No, I'm just kidding. That'd be funny, oh. though. <laughs> it was like a list of 22 people, and you were like, look at this. 21 comics. And... <laughs> Blue, 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 blue. <laughs> <laughs> the list is like 30 yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You break out a list of 35 comics. You'd be like, look at this lineup. 15 comics. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about all the comics. Like, uh, coming back from quarantine and seeing everybody again, you're thinking about, like, you know, the, the, the people that you know the best. So yes. you're thinking about, naturally thinking about them the most. Yes. And also you're just like, oh, I missed the whole gang too. Right. Oh, there's some new people I really like, but you don't know them very well. You know, and uh, there's some people who are only out just like a, a little bit. I remember being at the Oasis and you're just like, I'm looking at l- just live Kevin Dupuis in the flesh. Yeah, I'm yeah. pumped to see Kevin Dupuis. Yes, buddy. Yeah, like, yeah, it's true. And like, right? there were people like, oh, like, I met this person twice and we're having like this long extended. <laughs> 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 well, I do think that like it is a um, like doing stand up is a very strange bond. And it bonds the strangest of people that probably wouldn't have been friends otherwise. That is a hundred percent true. Um, I have like a kind of a thing that I say, like to describe that is like, say, like if you have like a group of people that are friends because, like, you know, they're like into rock and roll or going to rock shows or like they like doing yoga and being fit and stuff like that. Like it's like you see a picture of a group of friends, yeah, and you sort of you get it. Yeah, you see a picture of five comics, you're like. What are these people doing what in the same room together? Is this motley crew yeah. of yeah, people? Yeah, if music, like, you know, like brings you together, you probably like, dress, no dress the same. Or anything. Like, yeah. You know? yeah. You have, like, similar vibes. Yeah. Similar vibe. yeah. But, like, yeah. everyone is so different in stand up, and it's wild to me. Yeah. Like, I, I always thought a really funny idea for a show would be because I'm thinking about doing these monthly intoxicated shows. Like, I have a couple ideas about things I could do, like, that are just a little different than a standard comedy show. One idea I had was, like, we could get a group of people. Maybe not too, too many, but like a group of people that kind of know each other's comedy fairly well. Mm-hmm. And you draw a name uh-huh. and you try to do someone else's jokes. Jokes? Oh, man. There was a show like that uh, <laughs> like just before I started. I remember walking yeah? home like from a show with a, with a bunch of comics like Grad House. So, yeah, I was probably like, yeah, like, um, oh, no, Grad House started like just a month after I started comedy. Yeah. So it was probably like my 10th set or something. And everyone like, oh, that night where everybody did each other's material. Yeah. I was just like, oh, God. Who yeah. got to do Mackie? Oh, like, like, wouldn't oh, that man. be funny? Like, it would be funny just because it would be a shit show. Oh, I couldn't draw the names, though. I'd have to, like, you know, work on the material. That would be the I'd thing. I'd love somebody <laughs> else's joke and be pissed at myself. Maybe the drawing happens before the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you have some time to prep a bit. I feel like if I had to do, like, a comedy cover set, I'd just go Cat Williams. You know? <laughs> <laughs> 900 N-words in 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I have, like, all these ideas. Like, another one I had was, like, an intoxicated showcase where I get just people doing sets, but then afterwards I do a really quick interview with them, like like express interview on the spot, and then like roll on to the next person. I have all these ideas. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think if like I was the, gonna like do... the after the roast thing where like where they interview everybody out back, yeah, and stuff like that, something yeah. like that. I think that's would be really cool. cool. Just all up on stage hugging like the end of Saturday Night Live. Yes. <laughs> I think if I was gonna do the comics do each other's material, mm-hmm. I think I would message the comics beforehand and be like, Hey, do you mind if I just have a hat with paper on stage but you know make the audience think that we just learned who we're doing but secretly we all knew for a couple days so you had time to prepare just fucking little lies to the audience like that i don't consider a huge deal who would you want who would showbiz baby who would you guys want to impersonate 
what like, I want to do. Comedian wise, yeah. I, I feel oh, like everyone gosh. would be disappointed if we didn't do each other. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys probably know each other's material pretty well, eh? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, also, yes. like, um, if I did all Vince's jokes and then like just like that was one of my best sets. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It's just funny to me the idea of like try try to picture Kyle Barnett talking about cream pies. Like how funny would that be? Oh my god! Like we're just like the polar opposite. Just imagine him doing a Mackie Mackie line. I'm not sucking a coyote's dick. Doesn't even doesn't even have a knob. <laughs> How can I suck a coyote's dick? They could almost like seamlessly all flip shaft. sets. Like I feel like you could do that. Like you could like, flip <laughs> yeah. it and like Honestly, it would come could. off like it could like because like they're just like all the absurdity, you know? Yes. Like uh, I want to do a Mackie, a Mac, I want like, to do Mackie like doing a Kyle Barnett joke. You Mackie doing a Kyle Barnett joke? Like think about it. Like like it is all very absurd. I yeah, want a craft yeah. beer. That doesn't taste like the way my bedroom smells. <laughs> I got a girlfriend. She's got a, she's a white girl. I got a, she's yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's the joke about having the, 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 the tattoo? And it's oh, like, I got a bird. She has a tattoo of a white girl. I got a pet bird. It's got a tattoo of a white girl on it. Yeah. Gonna have to edit that one. Fuck, yeah, yeah. That Kyle funny. Burnett has a new joke about um trying to be a bus driver, and Mackie actually did try to be a bus driver. Right. <laughs> so that he could definitely do that joke. God, that would be so funny. Yeah, there you go. Who other would be good? Who would who would be good at Albert's stuff? God, anybody. <laughs> His stuff is fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Albert's really killing it. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's really, really doing really well. What are your guys who are your guys' favorites? It oh, comes and goes, you know, like, uh, like there's people that I liked, like when I first started, there's the kind of the people that I like now and the people that I liked in like the middle yeah, and stuff like that. So, right, right. you know, to try to like sort of name anyone, I mean, God, it's tough. It's like when me, I first started, I really liked, uh, like Artie Lang and Nick DiPaolo. Nick DiPaolo has kind of gone off the deep end now. I can't really get into his comedy anymore. But when I first started before he went like full alt right, I thought he was like one of the funniest people in the world. Um, Artie Lang is a comedian that I really loved. What about you, Marty? That was my like my beginning. Like, who did you like? Like at the real when beginning? you say favorites, I thought like, you just you meant like, favorites in the scene. I was just like, well, what the well, fuck? Well, or both. We can both. <laughs> like early on, like you were like into like Hicks. And, I was like, huge uh, into Hicks. Uh, like, yeah, when I first started, like. Um, People were just like, oh, you must like all like the, the, the one-liner guys. I'm like, yeah, I love Stephen Wright. I love Mitch Hedberg. But uh, when I first started, I was all like, yeah, Hicks, Stan Hope, mm-hmm. uh, huge yes. into Bill Burr when I first started. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but I luckily just didn't have the thing where I was you know, trying to mimic people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was very nervous on stage. So people were just like, oh, this guy's taking Mitch Hedberg. It's like, you know, cadence. But then like I was hanging out with Vince or uh, Vince. I was hanging out with Travis and Andrew. And they were just like, we kind of felt like you were doing that at first. But then we actually hung out with you. Just like, you just kind of have like a weird rhythm of talking. And this is just how this guy naturally sounds. If this guy had nine beers and he's still talking like this, I think this is just the way he is. I was like, thanks, guys. (laughs) The the real thank fuck face there. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Yeah, the the not trying to mimic people is, uh, is really key. 
Like I'm also like I find like like I'm very like accepting in terms of, like like if you ask me like oh who are the comedians like like the professional like that you hate mm. like I can't I can't really think of anybody like right, I right, like right. like I find like people really like sort of shit on I don't know Amy Schumer or whatever right. like I think she's super funny yeah, I don't get yeah. it like I, it's yeah. just it seems like there's these people that have been like picked out to be like shat upon by yeah. amateur me and I don't get it and we were like I love like for the Amy Schumer thing if people want to go like oh oh she still stole jokes just like you know I'm pretty sure she probably has like five hours of material and, yeah and can yeah, probably yeah. just fucking do a set off the fucking yeah. cuff and just talk to one person and if you get a yeah. good crowd you don't even have to do material right? like, right? like when you said. feel like even if but you like, didn't really like nobody steals 45 comedy, seconds like when you feel like a little bit weird to be like oh you know that person who headlines and like does 45 minutes in the crowd they suck Fuck. they're so yeah, bad they're at selling, comedy compared to me stuff. taking the bullet at the shoe shop tonight like if they would just come and see me do seven minutes about curling they they would understand what comedy is. Like, fuck off. Like, you know, professionals, yeah. like, it doesn't necessarily have to be your style. Yeah. But, like, you know, respect the people who can headline. Yeah. No, that's just Something it. that uh, I thought was very interesting and, like, uh, you know, kept me humble and still keeps me humble is sometimes you'll go see a Yuck Yucks headliner, somebody mm-hmm. you've never heard of. It's a mm-hmm. little bit of an older dude. And his first couple of minutes are just like, you know, I'm a grandparent now. And, like, um, you know, just family stuff. Um, if they have, you know, like, things that are in the news that are just like, I don't even think this guy's on social media. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's just talking about you – know, but he is talking about current things. It's not like he's up there going, like, so the Reagan administration or something like that, you know. But if someone – sometimes people seem – hacky for like five or ten minutes yeah. just because you know they, they if your your premises can be kind of run run of the mill yeah or if yeah, you have no like premises ve- inherently yeah, yeah. hack if just you, because you're just like are. oh i thought this was guy was hack is because he has like commonplace stuff and then you're just like whoa where you took that joke and then i'm, yeah. I'm just ah i'm dying yeah. laughing at someone i thought was a hack 90 yeah. seconds ago yeah and then they just kill and i'm just like oh they have kind of you know everyday stuff but they're a 60 year old person like they mm-hmm. just they that everyday right. stuff is they because they have a lot of knowledge now they yeah have, yeah they have yeah out of this stuff so then you're like you're laughing and you're like and then you just kind of humble yourself as a comic and you're just like i thought this guy stunk for the first four minutes and then all the other comics when he gets off stage are just like killer man i love watching you perform i, like, I remember you said this and you know like at this show this at that show and just like Oh, this is something that all the comics know, and they've been seeing for years. And apparently, this guy just has new forty-five every eight months. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, "Oh, holy shit!" Like, you know, I thought this guy was kind of sucky for the first couple minutes. I'm right. lucky I didn't say anything. Yeah, Ooh, like, mm. yeah. And you just gotta listen too. I yeah. feel like that's an issue for a lot of people. They prejudge. Yeah, and then yeah, they tune yeah. out, or they don't actually listen. Yeah. to the jokes. Mm-hmm. If you're a comic and you have like a like, I'm too cool for this. I really hope you fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. said this to Marty a few times over the last few months or whatever is um I don't like the word hack being like thrown around all like willy-nilly. Yeah. Or whatever. Like hack means that your material is derivative but it's working and you're getting laughs. Like you have to go- get good enough to be hack. Oh, that's <laughs> you know. Yeah. So like if you're not even like getting consistent laughs, you can't like turn around and be like, well this person who is getting consistent laughs is hack. Yeah. It's like you that's you're starting, that. you get to the where like you know your stuff is derivative but it's working and then hopefully you can get beyond it to where it's working and it's not derivative. Ooh. So I don't I don't love like you know the word hack being thrown around all willy-nilly. How do you feel, man? It's almost like too confident. In a weird yeah, way. Yeah. And also too, like for hack, like I I always see hack as like comics who just like uh take the low hanging fruit. Yeah, if you're if you're 
unfortunately, like hacks, like you know, kill a, a lot because <laughs> it's like you know, like uh, you know, lowest common denominator kind of stuff. Yeah, but you kind of have to have like some sort of skill to at least pull it off. Yeah, exactly. You know? That is interesting. But um. Yeah, it's like there's yeah, there's no premise that's in, in, like an inherently, inherently ha- hacky. Hack, yeah, like I'm not calling you, someone like, else's yeah. hack is just like you know a newer comic trying to pretend that they have more experience and knowledge than they actually have. Mm-hmm. Calling Ooh, everything, everything. Yes, Marnie. <laughs> if you want to like uh, you know belittle something, you know. Yeah, but no, uh, you know, true. like you know, Kyle and Chris, like you know, call each other hacks and joke around and stuff like that. Like, yeah, we're not, that's we're not fine. talking about yeah, that. Yeah, we're not right. talking no, about we're that. Talking obviously, about, like, legitimately saying. Like that person was ha- like a hack. Or, like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're they're very much so joking. It's mm-hmm. like oh, the person you saw once, and you're just like oh, like they had a dick joke, so it's hack. It's just yeah, like, yeah. Like no, they're doing like no. relationship material and killing with it, yeah. so they're a hack. And, and, like, and also, how all... insulting are you to your audience where you, where you think like just like oh, all you have to do is say like a shit joke or a dick a dick joke, and those idiots will laugh. It's just like well, who are you performing performing yeah. for? Like, do you actually like entertaining people, or do you want only your cool audience and the people who come to see you? Like, you're supposed to be entertaining everybody that's yeah. right exactly like you know if it's a bunch of like you know 21 year old girls at the shoe shop or if you're at like lucy's bar and grill in stellarton like if you are a comedian like you should be able to do well yeah. in both of those yep. settings yeah yep. and not judge the people because you know some people might be like you know i'm in front of a bunch of 22 year 22 year old college students perfect yep. i'm in stellarton at the bar and grill fuck i feel the exact opposite you know what I mean? Like you put me in front of like the older like people like I feel and you put me in front of an open mic crowd. That's where I feel like I'm a little bit at a disadvantage because like I'm 40. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all my like stuff that I'm talking about comes from like that part of life. Right, right, so right. I'm like a little more intimidated by like an open mic crowd than I am by like a show crowd a lot of times. That's interesting. Mm. Oh, well, you but the job with- is to do well no matter who it is. Yes, there's that's a, called and not being blame a the comedian. audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't blame so, the sometimes audience. it is the audience. Like, sometimes uh, it is. If yes. you bomb and then you go like, "Oh, these idiots don't know anything." Like, it's just like, well, if they laugh at me, are they idiots? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. I'm next, dickhead. But if they're talking through your set, yeah, they're idiots. If yeah, they're, that's a bit different. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's situations where it's like, yeah, clearly on them, they're not listening or, or they're being disruptive. There's two shows that always like uh, like stick out to me when just realizing like people always like you know read the room, know the audience and stuff like that. But it's also it's just, you you want to go oh this joke will work because you know like uh, I like the look of these people. You're also just judging people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So you have no idea what people are actually you know you know going to laugh at. Yeah. Right. So uh, there's like you know like read the room and know your audience and like if you have like a new super dirty joke and it's just all young couples maybe don't maybe say don't, don't, don't say yeah. fuck it and start don't with the, come the like joke one and of go the balls first five words out of your yeah mouth. yeah yeah mm-hmm. but like um uh the k-town shows that are in uh you know kentville i went there uh one time and i was like oh man i've been doing good the last few times i came here and ooh, this looks like all the coolest people in kentville this looks like a younger kind of hipper crowd. Oh, man. Townie hipsters, gonna, man. They're a good crowd, man. I, I, like but I was like, hipsters. I'm going to fucking kill. This is going to be awesome. Like, I'm looking at the, you know, the people on, on the show, and I'm just like, I'm just like, not that I'm better than those other comics, but I was just like, for this audience, I think I'm, it's like it, demo. I'm more in tune with, with, with this audience yeah. than they will be. And nobody killed, nobody bombed. It was just an okay show. Isn't it and I thought that, that it was going to be like, this is like, oh, this is perfect for like, you know, I'm going to kill in this small town. It's going to be awesome. Last few times I was here, I had really good sets. It was just okay set. I'm there three months later and I'm just like, ooh, a lot of camouflage, trucker hats, like, you know, like a, 
a lot of guys who look like they have nicknames. Oh man, you know what I mean? yeah, I'm just like this looks laugh uninhibitedly. Like, I was like, like, yeah, <laughs> man, there's such a tough crowd. But I was like, oh, this looks super <laughs> hick. This is gonna suck. They're gonna be like you know drunk and like you know like interrupt me and stuff. Super polite audience and and I, I especially killed. That's amazing. I was like Isn't fuck yeah. I was just like you. It's yeah. good to read the room and stuff, but also it's just that the fun of comedy is you never know. You uh-huh. never like, know. I've done the same thing. I've like looked at like a group of women who were all out drinking. And I go, oh sweet, my people, and like they didn't like my stuff as much as like the guys in the room. And I was like, this is wild, because like you really don't expect that. Like you think you know who. Who your audience is, or who you like? Have who you will been like? Have you been like in any situation where like you know like chicks are just being catty to other chicks because they're chicks? Do you know? What Not I mean? yet. Oh well. Yes, I, I like I've wondered about that before in terms of like girl comics or whatever because girls like sort of are competitive with each other in a different way. I've so seen I it. feel like sometimes like girls could be like you know a, like a more female audience could be like you know having fun, but then a girl comic comes up and all of a sudden they don't want to give the love you know where you the, think they would or it can go the other way and, yeah and like like they're like okay i'm not gonna you're you're the only girl so i'm not gonna laugh at anyone else i'm only gonna laugh at you and it's like yeah don't, don't, don't do that either mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like that's not really don't fair. bang on the table because i agree either. with you like but like i was saying on a past episode like how how happy i am when dudes laugh at my stuff because uh-huh. i'm like Thank God, it's funny to you too, because that's like my biggest fear. Is like I just needed this to. Yeah, you don't want to come across coming... as like you know, like I'm only talking to the ladies and I don't care uh-huh. about anybody exactly. else. Like I'm talking from my experience, which is a woman's experience. But please, like I want my stuff to be funny for everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah, so key. You know, but that's it's it's a hard um it's hard to it's hard to get there. Do you it like really um is. do you like Eliza Schlesinger? Love her. She has like a super funny line. I was hearing her getting interviewed once, and she was talking about like guys not liking her comedy and like couples where the girl is like cracking up and the guy is like hating it and getting like jealous of her, mm-hmm. um and stuff like that. And she's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm fucking your girlfriend in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's like, great. yeah, you're just sitting at the table all pissed off. Her mascara is running because I'm killing so hard. I just fucked your girlfriend. That's, <laughs> great. That's like her take on it. Yeah. Well, when I mean, like guys not- are like judging her for just being a girl and like making a point to not laugh and stuff. Well, that oh. right there is interesting with her because she did narrow in on very female focused and like subject focused. Yeah. Yeah. That whole jokes. Pinterest thing that she closes one of her specials with is a super funny bit. I've always thought yeah. it's great. And like her specials have themes. Mm-hmm. Like like her last special was all about wedding planning. Yeah. And how ridiculous weddings are. And so mm-hmm. like every single like it's it's there's a story. There's yeah. and it's but it's all around And it always ends weddings. with a big callback pop yeah. or whatever, like to close out and then she's like pace. And, and it works for her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and like she's someone who I mean, I can only imagine she probably did start off doing smaller shows and well, like yeah, more, everyone did. more broad material, mm-hmm. but she narrowed in. Like, when yeah. she got to a certain point, she's mm-hmm. like, this is what works for me, so this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. It's weird to just think about, like, uh, like the, you know, the, the guy who's intimidated. Like, if I get intimidated by something, I will do everything I can to not show that I'm intimidated by something. Yeah, I know. Or yeah. it's, like, just, like, something that I'm like, uh, like, oh, I didn't think you were going to laugh at that. That would make you a little uncomfortable. Go- I'll, like, you know, like, not, like, laugh super hard to, like, you know, overcompensate. But I'll just try to, like, be like, okay, let's be cool, be cool. So my tough guy thing is, like, not letting anything get to me. It's weird that, like, you know, like, tough guys where, like, I got my fucking, you know, trucker hat on and I'm, like, a badass and stuff. They'll just immediately show that they're intimidated and uncomfortable. It's just, like, yeah. that's the wussy ass thing you can do yeah <laughs> uh like seeing reactions in the crowd is quite interesting but i, I gotta get i i I'm, i still don't really look 
I kind of, I, I gotta do this. Yeah. <laughs> I really gotta start looking. Mm-hmm. It's like something I have to overcome for sure. Yeah, it took me a long time to make eye contact with people. <laughs> Not from even just the, the crowd, from just the people. stage. Well, yeah, oh, from the stage, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I'm better at it on stage now than in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you guys like? What's your guys's plan? Like. Is both of your guys' plans for comedy to go full full in on it and try to like really? I always I don't know. I just always wanted to do something. I think, um, especially like you know during lockdown, you're just kind of like thinking about like, oh, this is the time I should be asking myself like these key questions and just a very simple you know you know question like, why do I do comedy? Yeah, and it sounds like you know it's you know you can very. Easily oversimplify it by going like, cause I really like it, or uh, I really love it, or the first time I tried it, I knew that this was for me, and it was this big epiphany, like, you know what I mean? Most people who say like that, I think, are just, you know, kind of putting on airs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think what, like, why most people just want to do, uh, you know, anything is because if you, like, love, you know, comedy or music or just writing, I don't know, you, you love Jack enough. Um, um, well, not, not really like it's, you know, like, oh, it's masturbatory to be an artist or something. But just the thing you love, you want to feel like you're part of the thing that you love because you think mm. about it all the time. So it is you. Mm. Ah. So you want to be part. Uh, you want to feel like you're giving back somehow. Yeah. Like, I can't just sit back and, and, uh, and, you know, laugh and, you know, buy the oh, t-shirt and, and watch the special and get the DVD and stuff like that. I, I feel like I have to, not that you're just like, oh, I'm going to give back with my amazing jokes or anything like that. No, but you're doing but, it. Yeah. You yeah. want, you, you want to feel like you're a, a part of the thing mm-hmm. that you, you love the most. You, yeah. you, you don't necessarily go like, oh, um, I'm going to work hard at this and I don't care what it takes. I'm going to be a professional. You just want to be part of. I, I just went. Yes. In, I went into it like not expecting. Like I didn't go like in a year. If I'm like I didn't. I didn't think anything like. Oh, if I'm not headlining in three years, I'm fucking done. You mm. know what I mean? Nobody should be headlining in three years. No, basically. no, no, no. But um, I was just like, uh, I just want to do something. I when I when I was a kid, I was when I thought like you know moving to Halifax, I was like I'll start an you know an uh you know a sketch comedy group like the kids in the hall, and I'll start a band, and I'll do this and I'll do that, and I'm just like oh yeah, you school and work and trying Life. to trying to find somebody to bang. That, <laughs> that takes a lot of your time, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Uh, And then like just you know you can just kind of uh, you know realize realize that you can only really do one thing at a time. Oh, it's really tough. I thought I was gonna do so much, so uh, you know I was playing like you know like music, and then I you know I'm often embarrassed that I didn't start until I was thirty. Right. Oh, but you but you did it. Yeah. There you go. Both of you fuckers started later than me. Though. Yeah, yeah. It's very <laughs> true. Yeah, we started around the same age, Sarah. I was like thirty four. Oh, oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Oh, good to know. It is later, right? Eh, to mm-hmm. like to be starting. Like, oh yeah, big time. I yeah. just did it because uh, I I was actually like married once before, and uh, I lived in New Brunswick. And uh, when I got divorced, I was just like, okay, like I'm gonna be living here for at least a little while. Like you know, my life has changed in a big way. Like I just gotta get out there and make some friends and yeah. stuff like that. And I was like, I was thinking because I would come down to Halifax to visit a lot. Yeah. So I was like, oh maybe one of these days I'll write a few jokes and when I come down you know uh, I'll like you know go to Gus's and like do an open mic where I'm usually there on a holiday Monday if I come down to visit friends for the weekend and stuff like that so in New Brunswick I kind of started getting opportunities like right away because it's a very small scene yes so as soon as you like have like a couple of good minutes like you can like book some gigs and stuff like that so I kind of started like you know sort of being able to like open and uh, even like right. host an open mic room like not very like long into comedy at all and then I went to Ontario and uh, I was like the only comedian in Thunder Bay but Thunder Bay had a comedy club when so did the comedy was... co- comedy club in Thunder Bay Thunder Bay's first comedy club how uh, uh, how long after you moving there did Thunder Bay's first comedy club open Vince 10 weeks <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> 
Club just opens and like he's like wow. the only one with experience, so they just get new to like middle. Middle, and host yeah, all yeah. I got to do like a couple. Like I got to do some things that I definitely like didn't deserve to uh, do. Like I got to um, like host a whole weekend for uh, Michael McDonald, which is something that never would have happened. Like if I was like in Halifax or in somewhere where there were like other comedians available, but I did have like fifteen minutes of good material. Like I was able to like host at a club and do well and stuff like that. Right. It wasn't like an awkward thing, but it definitely like sort of forced me to like take like you know sort of my open mic material and crunch it into five sweet minutes and then build it out into an act and stuff like that. So I when I arrived in Halifax, like I was pretty good at comedy and stuff right. like that. And uh, luckily, like you know, like Daniel liked me and was like an advocate for me and he got me into yucks and stuff like that i'm trying to hurriedly get to like the question that you originally asked if you can't tell (laughs) but the main thing is is like i'm just sort of at the point now like you know i I close the open mic shows in town i get to do yucks when it's operating now you know what i mean you know on my own merit but also because you know i had some help from daniel being like an advocate for me and stuff like that so the next step after that is like this massive step you know what i mean because what's after that like if you can just middle and host at a club like you know the next thing to do is headline and that's year like i'm years away from that like i'm not yeah embarrassed to say that right. you know what i mean right 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 so i mean at this point you know like i'm 40 i've been doing comedy as a hobby for a while yeah. am i gonna like quit my job and be broke to try mm. to travel all over the country and do comedy pretty much definitely not right 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 you know right. but uh you know, uh, like I, I enjoy doing it. I focus on getting better, which I think is more important than benchmarking myself over like, you know, how much money I'm making or anything like that. You know, it's just Good. am I getting better? I think I am. Why? And, you know, maybe if I keep pushing, maybe someday I could maybe headline yucks, you know, but there's a lot of work that I have to do to I, do that. So I, it's up to me to like, you know, force myself to be better. I think patience is so key mm-hmm. in this, but also, too, it's like so many people freaking think that like. Like, my parents were like, do you get paid for these open mic shows? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I <laughs> love You're just going to perform for free? It's only five minutes, Dad. Like, like, people don't realize that it's literally, like, it's a self-taught art. It's, mm-hmm. this, it's, and there's so much patience. And there are those people that go all in right away. Yeah. Or they go all in fairly soon. Mm-hmm. Or, like, that's their main, like, like their main focus. But then there's other people who are going to chip away at it. Like you guys, you guys yeah. are going to chip away at it. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to, you're going to put all, you're going to put your all into it, but yeah. you're not, you do have other things. You have mm-hmm. families and jobs. Yeah. Um. So like, it's always interesting to me that choice, mm-hmm. like the choice between all in and like chip away, all yeah. in, chip away, mm-hmm. you know, like, do you think getting those opportunities when you were so early in helped you i think knowing that i didn't deserve them helped me like you know sort of having perspective like knowing like i am doing this because like you know i just happen to be in a town where like i'm really the only person yeah you know what i mean who like you know has who's trying comedy and has like a bit of experience yeah and isn't just picking it up now that a comedy club opened so just having that perspective is helpful Mm -hmm. Um, no matter what your situation is whether you're in thunder bay or halifax or whatever just you know sort of knowing where you're at and accepting it God, is uh, is important. Is so fucking key. And like oh. knowing, you know, that like, you know, I could work harder. Like I could have been a better comedian six years in than I am now. Yeah. If I worked harder. And I know that. Right. You know? Right. Oh, well, you're all you're both pretty fucking good. So. Mm. Ah, it's, <laughs> part of being a comic is being hard on yourself, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, something, because, something, hating good, yourself. Right? <laughs> something I was just thinking about was just, you know, writing you know, new material uh, during lockdown. And then just, you know, I'm. Like, 
maybe 15 sets, like, you know, back in. And I'm just like, okay, like, 75% of the stuff is, like, you know, basically working. Yeah. And um, it's like, oh, wow. Like, and I'm trying to write different now and also not keep the same straight set, set list in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be so focused on, like, you know, what your opener is. And just have more tags. Like, dude, you got to have more tags. Uh-huh. Just, you know, like, I, I don't – it's not that I never want to write one-liners again. But I'm just like, oh, got to have, like, you know, longer stuff. Because I feel like that's the new way to prove to myself that I'm a comic. I already yeah. prove, you know pr- – I know how to, you know, put a premise and a punchline together a long time ago. Yeah. I proved that I can do 5, 7, 10, 15, 20, 25 sometimes, maybe a couple oh, times, maybe in Lunenburg. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah. um, just like, you know, trying to like, you know, I just, you know, having, yeah, just you know, having, trying to, we're trying to, trying to write bits and not just trying to write jokes. Right, right. Like, right. not that, like, you know, like, uh, jokes are so silly and bits are like the, the comedy gold and the real stuff or anything <laughs> like that. But, um, it's a better word. I like bits. just kind of like, not like, oh, I got to put myself in a bigger league or something, just trying something different. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's trying something different. And that's different. all. And like now, yeah. like, um, uh, you know, it's trying to have a little bit of a different style. And the jokes I have now, just in the past, like, you know, two months since comedy came back, I'm just like, I almost feel like an old self again. I'm like, oh, before I started comedy, this is kind of the, the comic I thought I would be. Like, this is the kind of jokes I thought I'd be writing and the delivery I would have. And then I realized, oh, before I started comedy, I thought I would have the jokes and delivery of someone who's six years in. It's like, I knew I wouldn't just, I didn't think like, all my friends think I'm hilarious and I didn't want to do comedy, but they all pushed me on stage. Definitely (laughs) wasn't a case like that. But, um... Oh, yeah, you just like you know you don't realize you know the uh, the dedication it's going to take and the work it's going to take. You think you imagine yourself on stage, you don't imagine yourself struggling. Yeah, you don't imagine yourself. <laughs> you don't imagine you yourself do. killing. Like yeah. they're going to be like, oh, finally you started stand up. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh man. Yeah, you never picture the bomb. No. You picture. You- yeah, you don't know how awkward it's going to be. Ah, because they used to play music, and if you make a mistake playing a song. Or you're like, that's rock and roll. This is punk rock. Like, oh, so that song was too fast. We're just a fucking out of control rock and roll band, man. Like, yes. if like so many times, I know I talk to every, you know, anyone who ever tried to be a singer is just like, oh man, second verses are so hard to write. Um, you know, I, almost every time I play the song live, I sing the same verse twice. You know, nobody notices those mistakes. So in a, in a band, no, you don't. make a ton of mistakes and nobody fucking notices. Yeah. You make tiny mistakes in comedy. Everybody fucking notices. There's no loud, like, you know, amplifiers and drums to hide your nope. mistakes. Nope. And there's no, like, uh, like, loose rock and roll feel. After, like, you know, a while, you can have that. But I was 30. Like, I had played hundreds of, like, you know, music shows. I was 30 before, like, you know, I'm going on stage and being like, what's happening in my stomach? <laughs> oh, do you, do just you like. Get nervous before, before sets? Sometimes, yes. And yeah. Sometimes, when no. I, when I, when but I first if you don't started, get like, nervous, I mean, like, you're, you're never going to be good. No. Like not being nervous is is a bad sign. Because I do think people do notice when you fuck up and stand up, but do you think they, that they care? Is the question? Because Kyle Carpenter gave me like interesting advice starting out. He's like, just remember, like none of this matters. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and and, and like true. some might hear that and go, that's really bleak. But I'm like, no, I like that mm-hmm. because that means you know when you do bad, it doesn't matter that you did bad. No, like they're not gonna like yeah they might 
noticed that you stumbled mm-hmm. or like you didn't get a word out or you you blanked but they're not going to go home and go that open micer yeah yeah that they're open never going to you know think about like you again. like they're not yeah. going to be thinking about an open mic comic oh my god no. there was so, i think this was about a year ago it was uh two um like ontario comics there was one i don't know very well so i don't want to judge him but one i know pretty well i know his stand up really well i don't know you know the, the guy very well but uh there was one comic just making this cringy fucking facebook post about like oh i've just been headlining for so long now oh i've been headlining for a year oh my, i'm working on new material now i don't even know how to go back to doing seven to ten minutes hey other headliner comedy friends how do you do seven minute sets after you're a headliner now oh my God. and it was just like you know other people who were like you know probably like you know co-headline once and want to talk like they're the big headliner now and they're <laughs> going to give you advice or something and i was just like this is so cringy like how can you be a comedian and have an approach like this, yeah. But um, uh, uh, like I won't say who like you know the, the comic was saying like uh. the cringy stuff. But uh, Andrew Barr just like you know co- commented, um, just remember that you suck and none of this matters. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's awesome. And everybody else just has paragraphs of what they think is an insight, and it's just like oh, you're gosh. also a comic and you have paragraphs of unfunniness with barely a point. Oh like, my I was like, oh Lord. my fuck, that's funny. Not that he was saying like you suck as a comic. It just it was just like saying you suck as in like. You sucked at, you know, uh, uh-huh. the Oasis the other night. Like, mm-hmm. It's just, a, you know, a, a joking you suck, but it was, just remember you suck and none of this matters. I was none like, oh, of this That matters. was so good. It does matter a bit. Like, it's one of those, like, it's one of those sayings that is like, obviously if it makes you happy, it matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to be like bitter and but, existential and be like, none of this fucking matters. Like, I, yeah. It's just drunks out there. It's just like, it's a bunch of people in their 20s who are waiting for karaoke. Like, yeah. what are we talking about? I find it always weird when people say like, oh, the drunks at the open mics. I'm just like, it's mostly young 20-somethings yeah. who are like, look like they're just like, oh, I'm there's a comedy show. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to be. Maybe I'll shut down the laptop and get a couple beers. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah, let's do this. Like, yeah. And people always want to talk like, oh, there's the the, the, the deadbeats who are hanging around the dive bars. <laughs> who I are you talking about? <laughs> who are you talking about? I definitely always used to think comedy was very much so a bar thing which has been interesting for me doing like these mics and coffee shops Mm -hmm. because i'm like this is a different vibe than like like i guess pub with the vlts and like Mm -hmm. dearly's with the pool tables and oasis with the pool tables so much easier if there's booze and i'm also like uh you know i like drinking so i want there to be booze there i remember like when the high life show first started i was just like a weed bar yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna smoke a joint and have a beer. Like you know, not after like you know after my set, of course, I'm gonna be a professional. But this place is gonna rule. And then I get there and I'm just like, oh, just weed and tea. <laughs> oh. And I also like to smoke weed, so I'm just like, I'm like this is like uh, all my bits are about how tea sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man, it's wild to think about like doing that. like because everyone I talked to was like, my worst set was that high life. Uh-huh. Like yeah. that's what everyone says. They're like like try to make a stone out of their mind person the, laugh. The weirdest the thing about that, thing that place like, is that they didn't have a stage when it when it was originally on the third floor. No stage, middle of the room, worst setup for comedy. Um I was killing in that room. I would show up and like every second week they'd be like, You wanna close it out? And I'm like, Of course I wanna make fifty bucks. Fuck yeah. yeah. And it was just the easiest place to riff too. If you have, yeah, like a an easy, it's an easy audience. Like you know, sometimes it's, if you're the headliner, uh, kind of like a Gus is like I was saying. You know, um, by the time the headliner comes on, then it's packed. 
So yeah. you're kind of set up. Not that it's you know going to be easy then, but everything is kind of set up a little bit more. Yes. So I'd be like, oh, so and so was talking about. So and so was talking about like where I found people's material, show that I can be in the moment, and then yeah, do like a you know like a joke that works, new joke, joke that works, new joke, joke that works, new joke, and you know feel awesome. And then when they moved it downstairs, proper stage, mm-hmm. you know, place in the back for the comics to hang out, proper seating and everything. I think I just bombed <laughs> thirty times in a row. <laughs> just <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Oh, yeah. Tons yeah, yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Like, times, times we'll go together. Oh, and I'm of course. Like, yeah. Sometimes I would go with just, you know, like fresh stuff and like mumble it, you know, to like the two stone people. There's no worse feeling in the world Damn. than like, you know, writing, trying to like get words out for the very first time ever. Damn. And there's no one at High Life and you stumble and go <laughs> like that instead of delivering your joke. There's well, no there's worse no feeling in the world. There's no energy to bounce back. Like, yeah. Like, that's the thing about it. Like, I... I don't love a room full of secondhand weed smoke either. Like that's not really my vibe. Oh god, you know? that would I'm yeah like, not be good. Yeah, yeah I've never like gotten high or had a drink before a set yet. Yeah, I've only ever gotten high before a set once, and I once went on stage without a buzz. And both being on stage high wasn't so bad. Like I did okay, but I didn't do as good as I like should have mm-hmm. and uh the time when i went up with seven beers in me like i just said like every second word and you know like when you're like you know going to the thing and like 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 like, 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 like. you're so that's it. it yeah yeah so <laughs> on stage with a beer buzz once on stage high on weed once mm. in however many like would not recommend never did. actually you said like is a, me like is a von thing i like to think that that's the one thing i taught andrew von <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes be real sloppy. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of open mic comedy, is the shoe shop eight o'clock show, eight thirty show? Is, it starts at eight, but they never start at eight. But we're, we'll wrap anyway, so we can get you there on time. Yeah, we're gonna. It's sad though because I love it. Well, you're gonna come back. You go. You'll be back on. You'll well, be, I feel like we have to come back. Remember last time the three yeah! of us we joked the whole time and talked nothing about comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like life. And then we came back, and all we did was as, talk about. Well, do you have any quick ridiculous what I like to stories? Say, quasi professional oh. comedians was lay down oh. the law of what comedy is, which. Well, do we see. have a right to be doing this? I don't know, but I we just know. did it. Yeah. I love it though. But but do you have any quick ridiculous stories to tell? Uh, I do want to tell my burp story. Okay, we were burp talking story. about that when you were getting the vodka soda. Can you get me a beer for my burp story? I'll, do you want a beer for your burp? Yes, yes, why don't please. you start telling and I'll get it. I'll get All right. it. All right. All right. Oh my oh, god! I thought shoot. I had four, but I had yeah, three. Yeah, no, no. You have a. That's because we, oh, we we had four. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's all out. <laughs> Got to do more editing, baby. He doesn't get to do a story now. So, <laughs> the burp story is, um, I was probably two years into comedy, and for some reason I had this idea where like, uh, my new joke will be my opener. New, I think I was just like a new, I suddenly realized what an opener was, and, um, then I'm like, you know, trying to like, you know, specifically write openers. So I had a brand new joke that was my opening joke, and there was a good crowd of Gus's, but I also, right before I got to the stage, I got an Olin's. And you know, like your first drink of, you know, like the day, sometimes, you know what I mean? You just take one sip and immediately just have a huge burp. So I got a beer, didn't take a sip yet, got it like, you know, like I you know, run on stage, yeah. told a brand new joke, and it got a huge laugh that went into an applause break. For like, you know, which was just, wasn't like, you know, not even a joke I kept for very long. It just happened to really, really work that nice. Mm-hmm. And huge laugh, applause break. I'm just like, oh, okay, I can take my first sip. I go. Oh <laughs> 
and I knew it like, to, to take the, like, you know, like the, the microphone away and like to turn my head like you know like a little bit. I didn't do it as you know pronounced. I didn't look at the audience and suddenly go like a, I am <laughs> a beast, <laughs> like, But it was super fucking loud, and I just a burp, not like a that you just like feel here. Like it was all through my fucking body, but I looked like the microphone away, and then I was just like. Is this laugh continuing? Because I just burped really fucking loud <laughs> after my very first joke. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, the rest of the set was, like, you know, like, a pretty good. But, you know, I had to wait until, like, the very oh end of the night. Because I think I was the first comic up. I wasn't hosting, but I was the first comic up. It was Gus's when Andrew Vaughn was hosting. And so I had to wait all the fucking show to look at people after the set and be like, so... My first joke, they were just like, oh, that Batman joke, that was hilarious. I'm just like, so was everybody laughing because I burped really loud? Just like, no, you what? I'm just like, oh, I burped really loud. I took the microphone away. Oh, we didn't actually hear that. And I'm like, okay. That's amazing. Did they not hear the burp or was... Or is Kenzie just being really nice? <laughs> so like, now I'm gonna walk over and say the exact same thing to like I don't know Travis and Bryant. Hey, that that uh, joke I was happy that like new joke got a big laugh off the top, but uh, did I get like an extra laugh because of the burp there? And they were like, "What? What?" I'm like, "Oh, okay." The, I I just you, you can yeah, tell if people would, don't know what you're talking about, they right? They would say something. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. They heard it. They would. I was like, something. "Oh, thanks." Fuck. I don't think oh I've ever gosh. had like you know a burp on stage first, but it was just a fucking power one. That's there's nothing funnier oh to me than like a burp that's like forcing its way out of your body. <laughs> it like needs to come out. Like it has to come out. <laughs> that is wild. Have you ever burped on stage? No, no, but um the most embarrassing thing that ever Ooh. happened to me, and this is like kind of like a crazy uh thing. Mm. Because uh, it's a, it's super embarrassing to admit the worst that I ever bombed was the first time that I ever got booked for a real show. Oh no! The main booker in um <laughs> in New Brunswick who just runs Chuckles now or whatever they what do they call Chuckles now punchlines punchlines Punch Punch was Shane Shane's right so Shane yeah. was in Fredericton or whatever and I was doing an open mic and I killed but it was it wasn't a legitimate kill what it was is there was a bunch of stuff going on in the news and i wrote a bunch of jokes about that the night before just disposable material you were relevant you know what i mean yeah, yeah. You wrote so so i stuff. killed based off that it wasn't off like you know my actual material right. and he was like okay there's the show the end of the month you know i put one open mic around to open and um you know like i was like super excited like i was gonna go and i was gonna do like a hotel ballroom show you know and i was gonna like <laughs> open and you know like i was gonna do like seven minutes and like th- it was gonna be great you know and i was gonna get paid and i was gonna be a real comic and blah 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 blah. meanwhile i'm like fucking 34 at the time (laughs) but anyway so (laughs) shane gets up and like does like the host thing or whatever and then there's a surprise 20 minute guest set from james mullinger who's like like the main pro in new brunswick who like you know everyone super lovable and just yeah exactly he's super affable like lovable like you know just essentially just like it's like if if like he's like the Barack Obama of like St. John. Like he's right. like just literally just adored. Yes. Or whatever. So he gets up as a pro comic and then I have to get up with my seven minutes and I get up and And I, this was a, and he was a surprise. So yeah, he, he no was idea. a surprise. Was, yeah. It was supposed to be Shane doing the kickoff hosting, oh me doing gosh. my seven as a guest spot, the middle and the closer or whatever. Or maybe it was a split middle, that's not important. The main thing is I went up after twenty minutes of explosive uproarious applause for James Mullinger to do my seven minutes at my first real comedy show oh, ever God. and i flubbed the first joke and i had dry mouth and it was so bad when i got to like a real joke that was supposed to be like the joke right before my closer to really send my closer home it was so quiet in the hotel ballroom Ooh. that you could hear someone under their breath go 
that one was actually funny. <laughs> and we're talking like like five, like six, no, probably about 12 times the size of like this room of your apartment, like three back or four back, three oh across, gosh. full of people in a hotel ballroom or whatever. And I bombed and I had to go back and sit at the comics table and face everybody. And I didn't even have two minutes to process what happened. Shane came up behind me, put his arm around me like this and said, good job, buddy. And took out a pen and wrote me a check Shut for $50. Oh my god! And I was devastated. I was like, "I'm so sorry." He's like, "No, you did good, man." Which I would do if I was in his position. Yeah, what yeah. you would do, you know, you've done that before for tons of He's people. So right? cool. Oh, you did good, man. Like, you know, that's Aww. you know what people do well, or I whatever. So he was nice yeah, enough, you, but you still yeah, the money. my yeah. worst ever bomb was at my first ever show. Uh, Not open mic, real show. Fuck, so that's the story. That's wild. Mm-hmm. That is insane. Yeah. yeah. Following James Mullen, a headliner who Ooh. just showed up by surprise. Yeah. Oh, oh God, well, it's funny too because I used to really like judge that guy, but again, like once I like matured as a comedian or whatever, I was like, he headlines and I don't. Like, why am I exactly. like judging this guy's comedy or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So it felt I, even I, worse then because that. I didn't like him as a comedian. Now I do like him as a comedian, and realize me not liking him was actually just sort of just naivety on my part. A little bit yeah. of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also want to know what you wore to that show. And what James Mullinger most likely wear to that show, he probably just looked killing it in a fucking suit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he tailored shoes, and I was, I was there with, like, a painter's shirt with snap buttons rolled up, open like this with a graphic tee, like, just my look. I was thinking know? the Lillingtons and then mustard. <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's probably a pretty close guess, yeah. That's so funny. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Slash, like, hor- horrifying, but yeah. funny and just, just the situation is funny. I'm sorry yeah. that happened to you. But Shane Ogden is the perfect guy to have along for that. I've seen like uh, you know done a couple of shows in St. John. There's someone who like you know only does okay, but you know you can tell in their mind that they fucking bombed. Yeah, and like you know Shane will come over just in a stress situation and go like, "Hey, I thought you were really funny. We'll definitely book you again, man. We don't judge people on one or two sets. Good for and him. You're like, <sighs> Good for him. No, yeah, that's so important. Yeah, you can't. You gotta see someone more than once. Yeah, and that guy's been doing it so long. You know his potential. Like, mm-hmm. you oh, know yeah, when, yeah. when he sees it. Like, yeah, yeah, that's just it. Well, guys, we gotta sadly wrap it up. Oh sadly, we're all shooting and fucking squirted out, shooting, squirting. But we came as much uh, as we could. Can people follow you guys? Plug your socials. Oh, yeah. I just love that. Like we could have plugged Mega Comedy Monday's Instagram, but we can't get into it because a dead guy rant, run, rant, <laughs> run, rant. So you can't ran do like it. you can't do like forgot my password and then like try to like answer like his security question or anything like that. He. Uh, oh, I wonder if a question would pop up. Yeah. Oh man, I feel like uh, you like, know, what's your um, pet's name? They're gonna be like, oh, like, can we actually like that. you know give you like you know like a phone call? You know, that's that's how like you know uh, that's our mm-hmm. you know our protocol for these things. And I'm gonna pick it up, and it's gonna go here we go again. Excuse me, Mr. Instagram, suck my dick. How's everything going at the Instagram business? I can't afford my mortgage. It's just funny to me that like like oh Andrew, you died with the fucking Instagram. Password. How could you? How <laughs> <laughs> could do this to us? <laughs> I'm still pretty determined to try to get into it somehow. I don't know how, but or maybe we'll. So now you have one. to start the mega comedy Mondays with a Z. Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Mondays, but you can follow Mega Comedy Mondays on Facebook. 
um, and Martin on Instagram. Instagram, the Martin Edwards, and on Twitter, I am Martin Edwards with a Z. Because when I first started comedy, I started in, in like a Twitter account, and then like a week later, I couldn't sign into it. So there's a Martin Edwards out there with an S on the end, but. It mm. probably has like one shitty joke from like 2013. That motherfucker. Killing it. You should yeah. steal that joke. That's yours. <laughs> That's your joke now. <laughs> and Vince? It's about cum. I'm uh, <laughs> at Vince is funny on Twitter. Twitter's really the only social media that I use. I am trying to get into Instagram. Like I'm trying to like, you know, sort of take a picture and then make a joke. And I keep saying I'm going to like, you know, get Dive on more. In. That might like, you know, happen. But for now, I'm at Vince is funny. I only tweet jokes. I don't scream about politics as like no, people I like that. to do on Twitter. And uh, I try to stay out of that. And it's hard because I need to be on Twitter. But every time I look at Twitter, I want to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> I keep fair. on wanting to make Joe Biden jokes. And I'm just like, are people going to think that I'm like anti Democrats or anti Look, man, Joe Biden. When it comes out like, that no. Joe Biden died three months ago, there's going to be lots of jokes to make for everyone. <laughs> Next time I fuck up a joke, they'll be like, that's Joe Biden's kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But thank you guys both so much for coming on. Thank this was, you. This was oh man, excellent. great to be here. This was yes. great. I always love having both of you on. Whoa. Yeah. And you you guys, look like you want us to ding that bell. Uh, ding the bell. All right. Do you want a tandem ding or ding ding? We can. Let's do All it. Right. Like, uh, 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 All one, in the middle. Like uh, one ding for... Oh, team! Yay! Yeah! I love those. Those right. made me Perfect. so happy. Wicked. <laughs>